That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy. Like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Um, all right. Welcome, everybody, to an all-new episode of Figure It Out, the show where we combine our love for all things figures and our love for pretty much everything else. Um, this episode is going to be a very, very, very fun one, and one that I'm pretty sure I will stress everybody out about. <laughs> um, let me introduce the panel before we get started. Starting off with Pete. What's going on, Pete? What's up, everybody? Salud. Happy Tuesday. Absolutely. What's going on, JD? What up, Streamland? How's everybody doing out there? Yeah, JD. Before we uh, before we we started recording, let me know. Um, he will definitely forget about me when he's rich and famous. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so that was, you know, that's that's always good to to, to know. <laughs> who's, this, who's this on the show with me tonight? <laughs> yeah, who's who's that Juwan guy? I don't know who that is. Uh, <laughs> and last but not least, Joel. What's going on, Joel? Uh, what is going on, guys? All right. So let's How kick this off. I want to start off with, um, we were talking about it a, a little bit beforehand. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan has made it known Lobo is a guy he would love to portray. Um, never really thought about Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Lobo. Uh, just never have. Just never once crossed my mind. Because um, <laughs> I, think, I think the reason why it never really crossed my mind was we saw how bad Woody Harrelson looks with, with hair. <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan with like the long dreads is just something that it's going to take a long time for me to just like work that image into my head. Um, it obviously can be done. It's done all. But does it have to be dreads? It could it be a mullet? Think yeah, of it. you know what? Not a mullet. Oh, I, yeah. That's a, I don't uh, know. Um, he's an 80s mullet, guy, guy that came into prominence. Excuse me. Lobo is an 80s guy that came into prominence in the 90s. And what was the hairstyle for all white guys in the 90s? The mullet. The flip skin fade. Oh. You know what? Right. You know what, J.D.? The rat tail. You know what? I'll say this, J.D. If huh. Krypton had not have used Lobo, yeah. and that look just looked so good, it was good. I think I wouldn't have been as, I, I wouldn't have been as, like, you know, I wouldn't have needed the, the dread look. But now that I've seen that it works, and I know we won't get sure. that any, you know, we won't get that anymore. I don't think Krypton will ever be back. Um, now I'm but the like- dread look, brother, the dread look on Lobo didn't come out until the New 52 weekly series came out for DC. Lobo had been a dormant property for quite a while. Um, oh. When Lobo was at his height, it was Keith Giffen doing the, the exaggerated look for it. It was Brian Boland doing the, his, his, his pieces for it. Um, and it was the shock hairstyle. You know what I mean? It was 
It was a metalhead. So if he could pull off a metal look, I'm cool with it. Jeffrey Dean Morgan has the hamminess. We know he plays to the camera um, mm-hmm. without playing to the camera as he's mm-hmm. done in Walking Dead, right? Wow. And if nothing, you know, Lobo was breaking the fourth wall before Deadpool, Gwenpool, Pool, Pool, and 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 who else pulled? You know, um, pools. I missed that. Yeah, pool. man. I got to read that pool pool. <laughs> right uh definitely metalhead and he has that gruff uncle surly uh attitude down to a t you know that's that's jeffrey dean morgan in uh in a, in a, a, nutshell. In a nutshell um so that's how i see lobo you know he is your anti fantastic four thing he's your favorite uncle but he's that drunk uncle that was part of a metal uh, <laughs> You know, metal band that was still a biker and, and <laughs> hanging out at a bar most nights. Yeah, you know, you know what it is like. Again, I, I I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan can do it. Uh, it's it's never about do I think he can handle the acting or the presence. I think he could definitely do it. And since unfortunately we will never see him as uh, the Thomas Wayne from Flashpoint like he wants to do, why not let him be Lobo? You know. So to me, you know, I'm completely fine with it. But in Joel, I'm going to go to you. It always pops in my head. You know how you always say, Joel, like hairstyles is something that every time they do an interpretation, they for some strange reason feel the need to change it. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, if the character is a blonde, they'll make him a brunette. And it's like, why? Why? So I think the thing with Lobo to me is the only Lobo that I know is with the look. And now that I've seen the look can work, I kind of would like to see it again, but you know, again, it's not, it's not how like you, uh, Joel, how you view Gambit to where it's like, if he ain't got that Cajun accent, Joel's setting a fire. Out the door. Yeah. Right. Right. It's not an, it's not an essential to Lobo. Like his hair isn't what makes Lobo, but it is a very unique look that I would like to see. Um, but, but Joel, your, your thoughts on Jeffrey Dean Morgan liking the idea of playing uh, Lobo. Well, I like it too, because uh, that was one of my uh, fan casts for him for a long time, um, considering I figured he wouldn't get a chance to be uh, Thomas Wayne Batman. Um, I'm like, where, where else can I put him? And I thought Lobo would be a good spot. I don't know if he's as big as I normally would want a Lobo, but the guy that did it on TV wasn't very big either, and he pulled it off very fine. <laughs> so um, if he could do it, then Jeffrey can definitely do it. Pack on whenever pounds. He got pretty big for like a comedian, and uh, I'm not really worried about the hair because um, it just looks long hair or uh, dreaded hair. I mean, long dreaded hair. I mean, regardless, it's gonna be long hair, right? So mm-hmm. um, it's it's doable, and and it definitely could be done practical, as you saw on the on the show. Because they, again, they nailed it. So I'm like. If they give us something even close to that in a movie, with the, we finally get him on that bike and like, hell yeah, I, I definitely want to see a live action logo, a Lobo, and then I think the world is ready for it. Yeah, um, and it it, it starts a good feel because once you get Lobo on the bike, it's and I'm not saying it competition wise, but it's in Marvel. You're on the clock to give us a goddamn Ghost Rider. <laughs> you know, you got to respond with another guy on the bike. Um, so to me, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you know, you know, Pete, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think Ghost Rider might be the only character that I'm a large fan of that. I really just don't have like any name. Someone says, I I think I'm just okay with it. Like he's the one character and I fan as Joe, I fan cast literally fucking everything. 
<laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm always just okay with like someone was just telling me they hated Nicolas Cage's Ghost Rider, and I'm like, I don't see it. I, I love the first one. I really did. The second one should have never been made, but I really did like the first one. I really, you know, I like the second one better than I like the first one. I did too. Wow. I did too. <laughs> wow. Who the fuck are you guys? Wow. Really? You like the first one? You know, I didn't like any of them. I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm going to be 100% honest, J.D. Erratic Nicolas Cage always appeals to me. (laughs) A certain level of craziness that he brought to to Johnny Cage that I really like. In that one scene. Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze, sorry. Where he first um, transformed and you see him like peeling like the the flesh. That was cool. Credit where it's due. I really love this. Yeah, I'm like, I really love this. I did like the desert scene when, you know, he meets up with, uh, what's his name? I can't think of the, the old cowboy's name, uh, uh, the actor. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, uh, not uh, the Marlboro Man, for God's sakes. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. The scene when they're running through the desert. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, thank you. Couldn't come up with it. Thank you. I love that scene. That was great. I did like the flesh peeling scene because it was one of those, like, you never consider... Like, it might just hurt to get skeletalized right. every right. goddamn time. Right, right. right. But, like, I, I half agree with you, Juwan, when it comes to that. Like, to me, I, I see Norman Reedus from Walking Dead on the bike, and that just screams Johnny Blaze to me. But Johnny was not my ghostwriter. Dan Ketch was. So when right. it comes to Ketch, I'll accept, like, almost anybody. You Like, you as long as he kind of looks the part and – you give me those villains, Blackout and Zodiac, and yep. Uh, yep. forget the other guy. Uh, but yeah, that was that was my Ghost Rider. So, but I if I if I need Kate, if I need Johnny Blaze, mm-hmm. I really want to see Norman. You know, plus I want him in a comic book movie. Go ahead, JD. No, I was gonna say the other guy was the he was the head guy. He was the Lex Luthor, and we don't remember what his fucking name was. We remember Zodiac and the second Blackout. Who was like a, a saber tooth wannabe? Death Watch was it? Death Watch. Death Watch. Yes. That just okay. like came, like came like running like yes. it was late to the party. I'm here. Uh, I, I just you know I mean, they could have saved so much money by not giving us skeleton fingers by putting gloves, real leather gloves on his hands, which would have worked. It would have made him look beefier, and you could have saved that money to give us a better special effect on the head or whatever because it just. Uh, it hurt me, but I felt the part. If I had to choose between one and two, I think two was a better film. It was a little bit darker. Um, yeah. First one, just you know, sixteen-year-old slash forty-seven-year-old Nicholas Cage uh, uh, didn't work for me. Um, where where you played off against Eva Mendez, who was the same character, but between. 21 and 22 she was two different actresses really weird um uh and then the you know the, the black guy uh the bad guy black heart mm-hmm. with the the demon elementals just didn't it didn't do it for me no i get he it i had a bag floating behind him they didn't do black heart justice <laughs> at all. I, I will always say i think to me because i I think people use worst superhero movie ever. I think they use that a lot. And I have I have the same problem with that that I do when people always say, oh, this is the greatest movie ever. Oh, this is the greatest movie ever. It takes the flair out of movies that actually do fit the parameters of that. So to me, I always remind people like, 
We had a Jonah Hex movie. Yes. That is some of the worst shit ever. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, do I think Ghost Rider was worse than Jonah Hex? No. No. I saw that one. No. Yeah, I did too. So that that's that's all I'm saying. So that's when people are like it's the worst thing ever. I'm like Nick Fury, Agent of Shield with oh, David Hasselhoff. That was bad. Go deeper yeah. to the original Doctor Strange movie. How about that? Oh man, I never even seen that. Basically yeah. one. You know what? You know what? I, I'm gonna say this. I always tell Joel so when I think of worst superhero movies ever, I put a certain movie high that I found out later in life. A lot of people enjoy it. And I'm like, I wish I would have known you uh, earlier in life. I hated that at first Incredible Hulk. I thought Eric Bannon was awesome. Well, I thought Nick Nolte was awesome. I thought everything else about him jumping from Mexico back to San Francisco was like, like some of the stupidest shit ever. Um, like there was a lot I hated about that movie. I think the only yeah. thing that I can say I enjoyed was his fight against the dogs. That was pretty. Dumb. That was that was right out of the comics too. That yeah, was I enjoyed cool. that. I like the desert scene too. Yeah, throwing the yeah. tank was cool. Yeah, that was dope. I yeah, didn't like that. He got hit by on his own junk. Looks like he's hurt. Yes, but see, you guys didn't. You guys don't remember the Red Brown, the Red Brown Captain America, or the I Mark Singer Mac Captain America, where, where uh, Red Skull was Italian. I uh, do remember that, but I still liked that movie because awesome. it was Captain America. It was a Captain America movie. It's like holy hell, we got a Captain America movie with the plastic ears. You yeah, remember the Dolph Lundgren, the Dolph Lundgren Punisher? Awesome uh, flick. Uh, all, I, no all he skull. needed was the skull. No skull, yeah, yeah that's stupid. No, too. you know, you, I mean, <laughs> there's like so stupid. many. See, see, okay, so you know, as the elder statesman of this group, right? I was stuck watching and having to defend mm -hmm. what we now know and love for a lot more years. You guys, you know, you guys, mm -hmm. uh, not Pete. But you know, Joan, especially, you came in into the glory days, man. Even <laughs> when you were younger, the Fantastic Four cartoons that came out, that second that's season of Fantastic Four is some of the greatest storytelling. Uh, that second season of Fantastic Four, I'm putting up there almost with Justice League Unlimited. Oh, wow. that's tough. The I mean, second I, it was season, good, but great geez. storytelling. They pulled directly from the Jack Kirby era. Mm -hmm. of, yeah. um, of uh, Fantastic Four. There was a year-long narrative on that, you know, so mm -hmm. there, was the a, B, there was the A story and there was that continued B story. You got Underrated. guest spots from Thor, Richard mm -hmm. Rico, who was a motorcycle guy as Ghost Rider. You guys don't know who Richard Rico is. I know you? Richard Rico. Richard Rico, yeah, I know that name. Why he was I the guy that, that came Jump Street? Todd Bright after... The uh, second, the, la the later version. <laughs> yes, after Johnny Depp left. Right. Um, which we'll call it. So him, as that, you had uh, um, John Reese davies who was, um, you know, he was the troll in Lord of the Rings, but he mm -hmm. was also uh, uh, Sala from Indiana Jones. Yes. Who the voice of Thor. And you want a nice, bombastic voice for Thor. You know, that worked on it. Um, you know, you got the scrolls in a way that, I don't want to say rivaled, that season of uh, Avengers that Juwan likes, you know, with, with Civil War, but you got Scrolls as a but, real threat in that second season. First season, not so much. Um, and in darker colors, they start off with the inherent in humans, stuff like that. But going right. back to uh, uh, Lobo for a second, I think the best interpretation of Lobo wasn't that uh, season of Krypton. 
It was really? Brad Garrett in Justice League um, Unlimited. Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I think, I think more. So what I'm trying to say, JD, was I was exp- first of all when I heard Krypton was going to be on Sci-Fi, I was just like, well, I won't watch this. And I remember starting it, and I was just like, oh wow, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. And then in the second season, the budget enhanced. Because Lobo looked amazing, and, and um, Doomsday Brainiac. looked even better. Brainiac yeah. looked amazing. So I'm like, oh, my God. You know? Getting like, better, right? What they're building is really special here. So when they canceled it, I was just like, damn. And damn. then you had the rumors of Lobo getting his own show, and then they scrapped that. And then Sci-Fi went on a whole scrap fest of scrapping all their good shows, um, you know, to make 19 more fucking Sharknados. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, well, that made the money. <laughs> And I, oh, I really excuse me, one more thing: the dread look of of Lobo mm-hmm. was a was kind of a rip of off of Rob Zombie. That makes sense. Yep. Because when he showed up in that New Fifty Two Weekly series for DC, he had the he was sporting the dreads, but he was sporting that same curled uh, cowboy style hat that Rob Zombie was was sporting at that it's time. It's funny because every time you mention New Fifty Two, I laugh, JD, because. Me and Joel argue about this all the time. I tell. Oh, him sorry. I'm, it wasn't New Fifty Two. It was Fifty Two. The series was called Fifty Two. Okay, I got you. Oh yeah, no, That's New Fifty Two was a. He looked completely different. It was Backstreet Boy logo Lobo. Right. Yeah, that oh, was. He different. was. Yeah, he was, was bad. I was, was about bad. to say. I always argue with Joel about how much I hate the New Fifty Two, and then he reminds me of all the storylines that I love are from the New Fifty Two. Oh yeah. And I always say to myself. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> but Lobo. That, that is true. That is yeah, true. Yeah, Lobo was Lobo's bad in that. But but they really <laughs> that rebirth and stuff. Um, all right, so we all agree, you know, Jeffrey Dean Morgan sign yeah, sign us I'm up. I've liked down. him since Supernatural and I'm yeah. I'm with yeah. it. Yep, yeah. me too. Um, I liked it since PS I love you when he made me cry. Oh yeah, I love you. Do I remember? <gasps> Dude, I don't think you I saw that. P- come on. Oh my god. All right, so this is the sap in me, right? Oh. So I, I had to watch it for the misses and it was with um oh my god, 300. What's his name? Uh, Gerard, uh, Gerard, Gerard Butler. Butler. Gerard Butler. He's married to a uh, uh, female karate kid and okay. Hillary uh, Swank. Hillary Swank and he was dying and I already can't watch this movie. Oh dude, it was a beautiful <laughs> love story and and he knew he was dying from cancer. And he set up her life to take a, a nice a vacation, a tour back to his country to learn more about him in Ireland or Scotland. Uh, Ireland oh or Scotland, God. I don't what it was. And, and she ended up meeting Jeffrey Dean Morgan along the way. Yeah, and, I know this movie. Oh, you see? It's a yeah, it's a mom, All my mom watches is rom-coms, so. Oh, I, I think that's another show. I, I think we should do like our favorite rom-com slash chick flicks because we all got them. You know, we all got them. That, those couple that we just like, we don't admit to being. No, I, I openly admit it. If you, if you, oh, if you think. Juan has some bitch you ass. <laughs> I don't got some goddamn rom-coms in my holster. You got another damn thing. See, but I got, I got rom-com tearjerkers. Like, dude, what dreams may come. Oh man, that's a that's hurtful though. It's hurtful, Jesus. but you know what? It's based on the love of, of one man uh, uh, for his wife and wanting to go through the depths of hell and being guided through his kids that passed away. 
And right. I'm sorry, right. but Annabella Ciara was uh, she was one of my childhood crushes. Mm -hmm. I'd go oh. through hell for her. Love Actually, favorite one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. love it. Yes. yes, and I'm gonna tell you right now, if you think Pretty Woman's not being brought up, you got another <laughs> thing coming. Absolutely, another guy. But put, put that in the uh, in the notch list. Like, all right, we're gonna do favorite rom coms. All right, we're gonna do days. some rom coms. I got. You. I'm with Steve. it. See, everyone that listens to the show is like, oh, you know, these guys would never. Yeah, we're going to talk rom-coms. So we're going to oh, have yeah. to talk rom-coms. All right. All right. All right. So yeah. I got to. Well, so rom-com is one show. I have another show. And it's a stump you show. Ooh. And it's where each one of us comes up with a different way to stump the rest of the crew. Mm. But we're taking movies that we know. And we're only describing the movies by the main actors and the superhero roles that they have played. So for oh, argument's it. sake, I would I like say that. Batman versus Wolverine fighting over Black Widow. Gotcha. Okay, so I, I understand where you're going And with the this. movie would be? Prestige. Um, Prestige. Prestige. Yeah. Right, right. And the only reason I know that is because you, you've described it in that yes, way before. As that, as that. Yeah. So, yep. you know, can we just have one episode? Can, can we stump the other's knowledge? You know, can we go six degrees of separation to That's find us. out who is the link between all of them? I like it. I like it. It's a good I'm going to lose at this. I'm bad at this, by the way. Just so we all know. <laughs> it's a good old whodunit. I like it. Is it? Uh, is there like a penalty for getting it wrong? Like you have to do a shot or something? No, because that show's not going to. Nobody. <laughs> if only you knew how horrible my memory was. I, I, I'd be drunk for, in the first 10 minutes. For everyone else, if they lose, they don't do a shot. For you, if you get the answer right, then I get to do, do a shot. shot. Yes, because All right, that's my inspiration. Okay. <laughs> I like it. All right, let's move on to our next topic. Uh, the Venom trailer dropped today. Um, Andy Serkis uh, was the director for it, uh, is the director for it. So I said, was like, he just got swapped out. He is the director for this new Venom movie, Let There Be Carnage. Um, I'm going to say right now, I walked out of the first one going, didn't hate it. Um, it hit certain marks for me, like seeing she venom was something I never thought I, I'd, I'd ever see. So okay. it was just like, wow, they did that. And in this trailer, it looks like it's going to hit on certain comic book marks that might make me go, you know what? Never thought they'd do that. I like it. Okay. Um, but again, I'll never enjoy a world built by Spider-Man with no Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. um, so taking it purely for what it is, you know, not basing it off of what we'd like it to be. The trailer was, yeah, yeah, you know, okay. All right, cool. Yeah, you know. Um, I think definitely what saved that trailer was revealing Carnage at the end because I think nothing else really of that trailer was strong. <laughs> I, think, I think it spent too much time reminding you of all the things you didn't like from the first movie <laughs> like hey remember that script uh that wasn't that strong yeah i do remember all that humor <laughs> i do <laughs> it just kept i like the humor in that movie i you know okay 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 i don't i don't have a strong enough argument to to argue it i agree with joel i think the buddy comedy like the the buddy cop comedy aspect of no. it saved it yeah like, i agree like, I mean, it, more entertaining. It hearing the, hearing it was, Eddie and the symbiote arguing back and forth. Yeah, because, I mean, the symbiote's though. in his head. To be I, I get fair, that. though, JD, 
Pete and Joel are right, but that's well, let me not say only, but I think it's mainly because of how lackluster that script was. Yeah. Um, it was literally the only thing it had to offer. Um, was the like Eddie telling the symbiote, like, hey, we don't eat people. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> really? He's like, Yes, don't eat people. Like that stuff like that was definitely hilarious. Can I eat him? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they just repeated that in the se- in like the beginning of the right. second trailer. It's like, I All will right. eat Mrs. Chen. No, you can't eat Mrs. Chen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was that was good. Uh Pete, I'm gonna go to you. One, did you notice the Stan Lee, the Stan Lee cameo? I did not, as a matter of fact. There is a Stan Lee cameo, and it's uh, he's on a magazine. Okay. Uh, okay. Venom is actually straightening the magazine as Eddie walks into the store. Uh huh. Um, it's it's and we know in the first one he was the the dog walker. Right. That, mm-hmm. that Eddie ran into. Right. Um, so it's really dope to see that he managed to make his way on. <laughs> on I'm glad to see that. Okay. I I missed that. I did pick up something else that I'm going to bring up in a moment, but uh, yeah, I. I do like the the buddy comedy thing of because I mean what would it be like to live with an alien entity that's in your yeah. head the whole time? It's not just we are venom. There is a we there, so there should be two personalities. So that was that was in I guess intriguing to see in in the first one. That said, I I thought the script for the first one was pure garbage. Uh, one of the things I strongly disliked was that the symbiotes. And I will never say symbiote. I'd, I'd like to punch everyone in the face that says that. Um, mm. But the symbiote's names were whatever it was: uh, Riot and Venom, and that's a problem to me. Dream. So you're going to tell me that on their home planet, like if I look at your driver's license, it says Venom, and not <laughs> like why? Why do you have a fucking English ass name? That's stupid. But. Yeah. I don't, I'm not here to gripe about the first one. As far as this one goes, I'm a little nervous that I'm glad they did it, but I'm also nervous that they showed Carnage immediately because that's, you know, that seems to be something that you wait until like trailer two or three for. So it kind of makes me think that they don't have a lot of faith in this movie themselves. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you hold on that. I don't know if you hold on that. Because here's the thing. If you don't show Carnage, here's the thing. We've already <laughs> seen what um, what venom can do right well what venom can do what venom looks like his whole story and we've also seen cassidy so it's mm-hmm. like if we didn't see cassidy at the end and then this was like show and it's like okay yeah you can build to that but the fact of we've seen everything already so mm-hmm. if you didn't show it it would have been like well this seems like part one but like your deleted scenes you know what i'm saying so right. like, you had to sell something and speaking of cassidy I'm so glad they ditched that curly hair wig or whatever yeah. that they dressed Woody Harrelson in. I'm I'm totally fine with Cletus having like a, a buzz cut of red hair. I'm I'm good with that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it looks like they're like he's he's being experimented on. Like maybe they're or that somebody switch. He's about to get a lethal injection for the death penalty, and it, it looks is. like exactly. it gets switched to the Carnage symbiote or something. No, it yeah. looks like all right. So. What I put together was I think he writes Eddie uh, a um a letter. Nope. Okay. He writes Eddie a letter. And I think uh he got blood on the letter. And when Eddie when Eddie receives it, the symbiote kind of gets on it. And then I guess whenever he sent whenever he visits him again, I assume it latches on at, at some point. Cause when you look closely, it's it's the uh the carnage blood pushing the the lethal injection back. 
Uh-huh. So it's pushing. Okay, I got to watch it again. Um, And then you see him kind of start to transform, and then he kind of, like, explodes through the Wasn't glass. it his egg? It was like a little, like a rain droplet that was left when Eddie broke out of prison. But that's in the comics. Eddie wasn't in prison in, 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 the, in the movie. movie. Right. right. So who the hell knows how they're going to arrange that's it. But well, this doesn't work for me. Guys, I'm sorry. That's, I agree with you. That's beginning. Without Spider-Man, Juwan's mm-hmm. right. It, it, this is really hard right. to do. Right. But and did and anybody I- notice there's a particular scene where he, in the background, it looks like it, there's a newspaper that mentions the Avengers. Yeah, the Daily Bugle. Yeah, it's I, Avengers. It looks like it says Avengers lose to Nightmare, which yeah, makes okay. me wonder what. Like, are they referring to oh, Thanos well. as a nightmare, or are they referring to Nightmare? nightmare, nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> here's where here's where it's super confusing. Andy Andy just came out and said how it's it's its own thing. You know how kind of like how James Gunn, but they like, they can't say like, oh yeah, it's involved. Like, I, right, I completely right. get you. I completely get you. But let's look at it from the lens of if he is telling the truth. Kind of okay. like how James Gunn said. Suicide Squad is self-contained. It's not necessarily something you'll see bridging anything, right? So where Andy already is misguided is when you look at the newspaper that that officer is reading, it says Daily Bugle, and it's the same logo design that you see on the bus in Morbius, where it says, where is Spider-Man? So clearly, those two connect, and there is a Spider-Man. I think the point Andy was making was they aren't, they aren't, they don't know of a Spider-Man that exists yet. So I don't know if they're going to try to rectify that. Maybe this was well before. I don't know what they're going to do. You're going down speculation train, bro. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. I was just about to say, part of me does kind of feel like they did that on purpose. And it might be scavengers, not Avengers. So to me, I kind of feel like if you're trying to hide it, you don't put that in there because then it's just like, well, it's right there. It's Avengers. Like you're literally showing it to me. So part of me is just like, it could be them just toying with us. Maybe it actually says scavengers. Okay. Um, okay. The, the, the front of the newspaper is all about uh, Cassidy's uh, murder spree. Right, right. Um, so I'm like, it could have something to do with that. Passengers, something, nightmare. Uh, could be passengers was the word. So I did originally with Joel yesterday immediately go, oh, my God, that shit said Avengers. And then I slept on it. I was just like, maybe, maybe it doesn't. <laughs> like, I, I've got my hopes up too much. And I'm just like, eh, you know what? Maybe, maybe it just doesn't. Maybe. I'm pretty sure, at least in my opinion, I think it's just going to, I think that world is going to very much play out like the Netflix world was. Or Sony will acknowledge that, that some of that stuff exists around them. But then, like, the Marvel side will probably never, ever acknowledge them. You know what I mean? It just seems like how it's going to play out. At least for now, it seems like how it's going to go. I mean, but, Joel, we'll have to see because seeing Vulture in Morbius was a huge Yeah, but until and, I see Morbius in a Marvel movie, you get what I'm saying? I do. I do. I do. I do. It does only say E-N-G-E-R-S. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of ways they can go with that. You're right. A lot of ways. So that's why I'm like, <clears throat> it's possible it could be. Right. Until I see that in the MCU. Right. right, right, but I, I mean, look, Vulture showing up in the Morbius show, like to me, does like that's a big surprise, right. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. Um, so for me, like, that's why I think they're gonna they, they exist within that world in some capacity. It's just I'm not sure how much they're gonna like 
mesh. <laughs> I mean, aside from like the Spider-Man character, uh, like hopefully Spider-Man we get character. a cameo at the end of this one. That's I'll be I, real yeah. happy if that happens. I'd like that. Yeah, I'd like that. Or or Disney... we can get something that ties into it from um Far From Home. Anything, I'll take it. Whatever a good writer can spin it to where I'll like it. That's what? all I need. I'm sorry. Go ahead, JD. No, no. I think Disney shot themselves in the foot by giving uh, Sony the formula. They may never get those franchises back now because they're building it up to be strong enough to exist on their own, where yeah. there could be a possibility mm-hmm. if the next renegotiation of contracts go south, you yeah. know, that stuff gets pulled and we never get a unified uh, uh, Marvel. You yeah, say so that, you say that, and albeit you are not in the present wrong. What's wrong with that long term is that we've seen what Sony looks like with no Marvel. And it was something that they couldn't sustain. So I'm like, you could say, all right, you know what? We got the formula, you know, and then we're going to we're going to ditch you. And then you could create your own Spider-Man movie. Like, think about this. They have the formula and we're still talking about how we thought that was a weak script for Venom and how this looks like it could possibly also be another weak script. So they've shown that they clearly don't grasp the the formula. Okay, but they don't grasp it fully. You know what I'm saying? So when they give me a great movie of these characters in the Spider-Man universe that is in the Spider-Verse, um, then I can say, you know what? Goddamn, Feige, you got got to figure something out. They're they getting good now. But for right now, it's very much still the little kid trying to shoot over his dad, and he's blocking everything at the rim. Like, everything is being... Oh, Kevin, Kevin Feige's just going to, like, snap one day and kidnap the children of all the Sony executives and be like, well, if you want your kids back, you can sell a Spider-Man. Yeah, sell a Spider-Man. <laughs> you can get everybody back. We at Peach Basement and Geek Vibes Nation do not advocate the kidnapping and ransom of children. Just saying it's a possibility. <laughs> We're just saying sometimes sacrifices need to be had for the better. Exactly. So sometimes things need to be taken to extreme because that's the only language people understand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so picturing a, a knock on our door from the cops tomorrow. <laughs> So one Sony exec's son is <laughs> been hurt. It's like he's oh, missing. Do you know how oh, we find Peter Luca? You meant you meant their kids, kid. I, I thought you meant like you know like in like a like a like a metaphor for like you know we'll keep your PlayStation or some shit. No, like no, 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 no. You know what, JD? Yes, that's exactly clearly what I meant. That is clearly what I was referring to. Their Sour Patch Kids. That exactly. like we're stealing their candy. Exactly. We're stealing exactly. their candy, like taking candy from a baby. That's, that's what I what meant. meant. That's what we meant. That's what we meant. As we subtly hide the duct tape. Anyway. <laughs> so, Pete, did you want to add anything else from this? Uh, Let there be carnage trailer. I just that like I'm I'm probably gonna bitch about it continually for the next several months and am I gonna see it? Yeah, I'm still gonna see it. Uh, am I gonna like it? I don't know. Like, you know, I watched the first one. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it either. I so that's kind of where I'm going into this one. Like, if I go in with low expectations, I hopefully nobody hands me a pickaxe. Like, just, mm. so I can <laughs> dig lower. That's it. Like I said, uh, I remember looking over to Joel in the first one where um, the shuttle had crashed and they had said that the pilot was Jameson's son. And I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, you guys are really, you're hitting some of these accurate marks for me. I'm like, bravo, yeah. bravo. So mm-hmm. I, like I said, if this movie hits some of those marks for me, to me, that's a win. It, it honestly is. Because at the end of the day, 
we're going into this going, this story does look a little iffy. So to me, just hit the mark. And to me, you have to show, and that's 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 the thing, and I'm going to pass it to you, uh, Joel. That's the thing that I'm curious to see how Andy Serkis differentiates. We see Venom kill, right? And obviously they don't show it. Like you see him go to eat somebody. And, right. you know, they're obviously, and I'm not here trying to say I need that. I'm just, I'm making a point. So you see him go to eat somebody, but they don't show it, right? So I'm like, now that Carnage exists, you have to differentiate how he kills and how that's supposed to be drastically worse than how Venom kills. So I, I am curious how Andy will show the the difference on how the two kill, because you can't just have Carnage go to eat someone like how Venom does, because then it's like, uh, isn't he supposed to be like an extreme version of that? Like, so I am curious. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying I need to see heads being chopped off, but you do need to show the extremely violent side of Carnage. So I am curious on how uh, Andy Circus goes about that. But Joel, your uh, your thoughts on this trailer? Um, I I, I watched it. <laughs> um, I I didn't hate it. Uh, I just felt like I needed to see more. Like I saw basically what what I saw from the first movie, except with Carnage in it, which is awesome. But at the same time, I didn't see enough Carnage, and I didn't see um, I just didn't see enough to really get a good grasp of what we're gonna get in the second movie. Uh, if it's anything like the first movie, I mean, I probably won't hate it again, um, which is fine. Uh, and I'll probably be entertained by the banter between Venom and, and Brock, and then. And hopefully I'll like the chemistry between him and Carnage uh, and, and, and uh, Cletus Cassidy because that's really important too. So like, as long as that's fine, I'll, probably be, I'll still probably enjoy the movie. And I, have to, I would love for them to find a way to get a spider on that man's chest, but I'm not sure how that's ever going to work. <laughs> so they do. I do enjoy the fact that he has white veins. You know, that's pretty interesting. You know, that's cool. Uh, at least they're, they're giving him something there. So it's not just his black abyss and his, on his body, it's his big black blob but um i, I you know it, I, again i enjoyed the first movie too so it's like to give me uh, something just slightly better I, i'll be fine yeah again that that's really all i asked for uh but jd you've seen it yeah <laughs> did anything in that trailer catch you at, at all like catch your interest at all uh nothing in that trailer caught my interest i'm not gonna say that i will never see the movie because I just sat through an entire first season of Jupiter's Legacy, um, and I didn't like that. But um, when it comes to, you know, Venom, when we tie it into our show, um, you know, there's no action figure line to this. Yeah. Right? There's none of the characters pop off of the screen and say, hey, we can make a figure off of this, be it, you know, six different versions of, of they would do with Batman, you know, give us six different versions of Venom um, or, or like with the Spawn movie, give us iconic scenes. I don't know if you guys remember, you know, there were four iconic scenes that tied into the, to the Spawn movie, but other than those, you know, the statues, or, I, I don't see anything tying in that you can market the Venom movie in another way. Um, that brings playability out of it. You know, it's not, it's not, it's PG-13, but it's not a kid's flick. Um, like, like Joel said, you know, to not have the, the white spider on the chest, that's like having Superman without the shield, the S on his chest. Yeah. 
You need yeah. that. That's his iconography. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, and, and it also speaks to what I was, <clears throat> me and Joel were talking about yesterday. It also kind of gives me a feel, and I know Venom is an anti-hero, but I also, the main reason why I don't like what Sony's doing with their universe is you're really kind of making all these villains like good guys, essentially. Yes. Um, and it's like, yes, they are. it kind of makes it feel yes. like, well, there's no room for Spider-Man to interact with these guys because they're not, like, there's no issue between the two. It would be what? like, it would be Spider-Man teaming up with Venom. Yeah, could they bump heads? Sure. But it's not like I'm here to kill you because ultimately Venom didn't come from Spider-Man like we know him to. So it's right. just like, right. okay, yeah, let's let's achieve a goal and, and move on. And it's like Venom was a troll. I want that. He went after That's Spider, true. he went after Mary Jane, he went after you know, May and stuff like that. And that mm-hmm. was part of his personality. We're not getting that. Yep. So that's why I'm kind of like, why, why would I, why would I want that? Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna get a refill. I'll be right back, guys. Absolutely. Raven movie. Um, you know, all these characters that are supposed to be villains, and it's like, I'm cheering for them. How are you gonna then turn and and, and make it like, oh, now they want to fight each other? No, no, it's it's messy. It's messy. Um, but all right. So we're gonna head into our next uh, our next topic. Um, I want to talk because I thought I really enjoyed this one. Um comic books you'd love to see adapted. I want to start off with that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start off. I want this. I want it. Very specific. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. Um, This is such a good read. And I know a lot of people were iffy on the movie. um, But I can tell you the movie is nothing like this comic book. (laughs) And I can tell you right now First of all, here's how you know the movie was nothing like the comic. If anyone's played the game, the game is nothing like the movie. Um, the fact that Wesley Gibson does not don the suit is a travesty, is a huge travesty. Um, but uh, Mark Miller did a such a good job on this run. Uh, this definitely deserves to be a series, not a movie. Should not be a movie again. Because clearly we saw what happens when you make it a, a, a movie. Um, you you know, you're appealing to a, a wider audience rather than sticking to what what the comic is. But um, so I definitely want Wanted. But another one is, damn, I just dropped the book, is Thick of Thieves. Thick of Thieves. Oh. I really, are you familiar with this, Pete? I've, I read a little bit of it. I remember reading like the first couple of issues and then I kind of fell off, unfortunately. Yeah. This has so many twists and turns just in this one issue, just in this one volume. Um, this is such, such, such a fun read. Skybound, it's from Skybound. Um, I really enjoy these two books and I would love to see them brought to life. And like I said, Wanted, I desperately want because I want them in the suit, man. I really, really, really do. I know a lot of people, because they're not familiar with it, don't care. But like just, just seeing stuff like this is super dope. Like, I love yeah. the look of what Wesley should look like, the attitude Wesley should have. Um, and they have a lot of really, really, really interesting characters. Like, they have actual bad guys. <laughs> I know to a lot of people, they're like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they have actual bad guys in these wanted comics. Um, so that's what I want to see be adapted um, because I would just have such a good time with it. Um, Jupiter's Legacy is, <laughs> JD was just saying, I did enjoy it. Um, but I'm not I haven't watched it yet. Oh, you haven't watched it yet? Okay. No, I'm not, I'm not gonna say anything. 
Um, but I'm not familiar with the comic book. But um, to me, this watching this, I was definitely glad they decided to make it episodic and not a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just certain stuff just shouldn't be a movie. Um, but Joel, is there any uh, any comics that um, hasn't been adapted that you would like to see uh, adapted? Uh, to live action? Yeah, I mean, a lot of them have been adapted already but are, and are probably being adapted at the moment. But I think one that I don't know if will ever be adapted that I'd really like was Savage Dragon. <laughs> yeah. They- I would love to see that, but I just don't. I don't think it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, that would to me. Let me let me ask you. Why don't you think that would happen? I'm curious. Why don't the creator, you? Think drag, dragon. I just uh, the creator himself doesn't seem very thinking about it, you know. Um, so if, if yeah, he left, he had, did a cartoon. I remember the cartoon when I was growing up. Um, that was okay, <laughs> but I don't know. I just he doesn't seem gung ho about doing a movie and. Uh, I think that might might stifle it, but no, yeah, we haven't seen it yet, right? You think about considering everything else, um, right, we right. might, but I hope so. Hopefully, one day we do get a Savage Dragon. He's a cool character. Uh, JD, we uh, we open this next topic with comic books we'd like to see adapted. Yeah, uh, Joel just just uh, Savage Dragon. I like uh, Savage Dragon. Big fan of Eric Larson. Going back right. to the Marvel, Eric Larson uh, hated drawing. Excuse me, going back to the Marvel. Going back to the Venom. Eric Larson hated drawing Venom. Mm-hmm. Eric Larson was the one that gave him the big gaping grin and mm-hmm. had the tongue coming out. That was mm-hmm. just something McFarlane did at all. Um, so Eric Larson had a big point to play with, uh, big part to play with, with Venom. But, um, you know, uh, I respect the guy for doing, you know, 300 plus issues of Savage Dragon. I like the cartoon, even though it was very tongue-in-cheek very uh um under my age group at the time mm-hmm. um i respect him for killing off his main character and letting his son take, take over. over you know that's not something we see in most superhero comics at all um i like his weird funky cheesy corny uh gimmick villain style um but i don't think that lends to a a live action movie i don't you know you got a lot of exaggerated body parts in there um savage dragon should not be able to stand on his own two feet you know and i do not have faith in them bringing that fin on his head to uh to live screen properly (laughs) yeah um yeah what i would like to see which i think can be easily translatable to live action would be Matt Wagner's Mage. I don't Mage know if you guys are familiar with that. It's like a Scalibur was a bat and he had like a lightning exactly. bolt. Exactly. It was the average Joe. Um, funny enough, it was a New Jersey guy. So you guys should be psyched on that. And <laughs> and they reinterpreted the uh, the Excalibur um, you know, mythology. mythology for today. Is that Zam's logo on his chest? No, Basically. that is Mage logo. <laughs> he has All a right? goatee. He looks like because, an average guy. <laughs> because that goes straight down, whereas uh, Shazam and Black Adam come across. Right. And in a weird way, that was also an inspiration for my book here, uh, Shield of the Interceptor, right? Because it showed yeah. me you can reinterpret um, Arthurian mythology 
without actually using King Arthur or, you know, uh, uh, a replacement for the sword Excalibur. I like it. I, I like it. I, I J, uh, before we go to Pete to close out the topic, JD, I went with Wanted and mm-hmm. I went with uh, the, uh, Thief of Thieves. Uh, Didn't we got Wanted already now? No, 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 no. When you, yeah, real you when you read the actual book, <laughs> uh-huh. the movie is nothing like what the actual. Oh, I know, I know, yeah. I know. So I, I want the actual. We're not going to get book. curved bullets, but we can't get wanted because yeah. the only reason wanted worked is because everyone understood the mythology of all of the other universes, right? They yeah. Marvel and DC mythologies were wrapped up. Is today's uh, um, uh, viewer? A little bit more up to date with with archetypes, yes, you know. But I mean, come on, his father wore the exact Spider-Man boots. Yeah, are you gonna have somebody, you know, some some black ops guy, runner, assassin dude, run around with all this black ops tech gear and Spider-Man's booties? A hundred percent, yes, <laughs> yes. I want a series of wanted. I don't want a movie. I want a series of it, and I want Wesley Gibson in the gosh darn suit. That's what I want. That's you mean you I want Eminem? You want Eminem? Yes. Wait, 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 JD. Hold on, because you missed it. You missed it. Hold on. I got it right here for you. Hold on. Right there, JD. Right there, baby. Yeah. Right Eminem. there is the real shit. Right. Yeah. I, I was the Eminem. And then you had, um, what's your name, uh, that inspired uh, uh, Catwoman? Halle Berry yeah. as Fox. Yep, yep, you know? yep. I, I want it. I want it. I desperately need it. <laughs> and what's crazy is, J.D., everything you're saying, uh, it's so funny because right after the movie came out, they released the game for it, right? Even the game puts him in the goddamn suit. Really? And I was like, why didn't this just translate? Like, that would have been so dope at the end if he suited up in that suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if he doesn't have the mask on, I, I, I can live with that. But the suit, man, the suit, I need it. And then, hey, you got to you gotta give uh, Wanted the movie credit for using a loom as a, as a you know, a, a trope for uh, um, predicting the future. That is true. That is true. I did like how they played that. It had a lot of twists and turns um, that I really did enjoy. Um, but ultimately, it was just like, it didn't, it never really felt like what I read. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you watch DC, Crawl, it's good or bad, Marvel, Crawl, it's good or bad. It's never the idea of it not feeling like what you read, you know? Once, it never felt like that. And that's why, as soon as I played that, I remember playing the game with my dad. I'm just like, wait a minute. What is... What? This isn't even I mean, it's Was that Mark Miller? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm, there you go. Mark Miller's stuff really doesn't trans well, translate well to the big screen. I Kick see, ass. I think, I think they eh. Jupiter's see, Legacy. You know what? Hold on. Eh. I'm not giving you that. That first kick ass to me is classic. They did a really and I think I think what saved that movie more so than anything was the casting of who? Nicolas yeah. Cage. No, yeah. no, mm. not no, not Nicolas Cage. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Really? Well, she, she saved that movie as Hit Girl. No, she I'm sorry. Nicholas Cage as like your Adam West Batman was was Brother, legit genius. Seeing a little 10-year-old blonde white girl. No, that was First, dope. I give you like, that. That was me? dope. That I was, was like, dope, but I'm sorry. I want that as a child. 
and talk about <laughs> talk about tearing up. Talk about yeah. tearing up that uh, that scene where he's in the chair and he's literally burning right in front of her, and, and you know she barely can do anything about it. I just that movie was really well done. It it was really 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 well done. I, I do enjoy it. I, I really do enjoy. It. I go back to it. Okay. I go okay. back to it. All right. Well, yeah. And then you know, Kingsman two was shit, but Kingsman oh, one. Okay, you know, didn't good. take much from the book. I really like Kingsman one. Yeah. Um, but you know, Mark Miller's stuff really is. Eh. I mean, JD. I'll even say this, and Pete, I'm gonna go to you. I'll even say this, JD. I've I've made this argument before. I really do think that is the best comic book fight scene I've ever seen in my life. Which one? The one where they're in the in the church. Yes. I don't think I've I've ever seen anything. Yeah. It was so fluid. Yeah. It was so fluid. I don't think I've seen anything bad. Like Winter Soldier used to be like my number one. Um, Batman's warehouse scene was somewhere worked in there, but that Kingsman scene, that was fluid yeah. shit, man. That was yeah, I loved it. I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, I, I got you 100 percent on that. That was like, and then come on, um, who, who Sam Jackson, you know, stealing Russell Simmons. For the whole movie, yes, I mean, yes, yes. Come on, like, man, down to the list. <laughs> that lisp was iconic. That was iconic. That was really good. If anybody didn't see Russell Simmons and Def Jam being what took over the world, yeah. I was like, oh my god. Oh yeah, my that god. Was, I am with you. I've never heard anyone say it like that, but when you say it, it's like that is spot on. That's exactly. How, nobody, what you, you, what, nobody noticed that. Don't tell I mean, me nobody. I've never you know, heard so. I've, no, 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 I've never heard anyone break it down like that. But it's genius because that's exactly yeah. what it was. I've never heard anyone break it down like that. A hundred percent. That was that was Russell Simmons. You know. Yeah. Thank you very much, everybody. You know what I mean? Let's, no, not the blood. You know, eat stuff like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yep. uh, who's the guy with the big beard? That's the only thing that they should have thrown in there. What's his name? Um, his partner, the the Jewish dude with the big beard. Um, they became a Buddhist. I'm blank. I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Even putting Mark Hamill in the beginning was was super goddamn. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Who doesn't love Mark Hamill? You can sell it every but, time throwing in Mark Hamill. <laughs> you know, it was it was independent from the book. It was based on a book, you know, right. but whatever. Uh Mark Miller stuff doesn't translate well in my opinion. I'm not gonna so, let you throw dirt on Mark's Mark's name. Absolutely not. I love Mark. <laughs> um, uh, but Pete, what uh what comic book you want to see brought to life? I wish I would have brought these out actually, but I, I had a couple choices. Mm -hmm. Um for just superhero stuff, something that I know will never happen, but my personal favoriteest of favorite stories in Marvel was Atlantis Attacks. That I credit to oh, yeah. being the reason that I'm a comic book collector. That was the first series back when events were just annuals every yeah. summer. And that was the first thing that I ever went out and sought and actively tried to find going through back issue bins and stuff. And this is before the days of eBay. So... You know, you had to do it old school style at conventions or go to comic book stores. And this had uh, the denizens of Atlantis trying to bring back this dark god set. And they gathered the seven brides. They stole like Storm and Jean Grey and She-Hulk and all of these other different women. And they were going to be brides for this seven headed Hydra dragon thing. And I, I am not a huge Thor fan, but if anybody is a Thor fan... Man, the Thunder God shines in the penultimate chapter of this book, of, of this series. He 
whoops the shit out of this dark god and i'm not telling you how go read the story if anything forget the whole damn story fast forward to thor annual i want to say it's number 10 and holy shit did they delve into uh like norse mythology and stuff like that it's it's dope it's so freaking good um definitely like i said you don't even gotta read the whole damn thing just read that annual it's phenomenal uh that one I also, one of Donny Cates' first books, uh, how I discovered him, he teamed up with this guy, Elliot Rahal, to do the paybacks. And if anybody's read this, it's hilarious. It was originally published by, I want to say, Dark Horse, I think, maybe, or something like that. And then it went to Heavy Metal, or was Heavy Metal first? I don't know. The first series was on one publisher, and then it went to a second publisher. But basically, the paybacks are superhero repo men. Where if you've got all these fancy tech gadgets and shit, and then you can't afford them, well, they come and take your shit back. And now you have to work (laughs) off your debt for this one guy who sends his paybacks after other, like, if you think about all of the high-tech villains, like Stiltman, um, Beetle, or, you know, anybody like that that's running around in Iron Man-style armor but don't got Iron Man-style money. Right. He sends these people after, like, hey, uh, you were supposed to pay us back, so now we have your stuff and you work for us. The the shining moment was a Batman ripoff called The Night Knight, N-I-G-H-T, K-N-I-G-H-T. And he had a horse called Nightmare, obviously, and oh, at one point, he knows that the paybacks are coming to get him. Okay. So he unlatches, like, the, the bridle from the horse and says, you know, like, go. Like, I don't want them to get you. And inexplicably, the horse turns around and says, I'll never forget you. And then runs away. <laughs> like, what the fuck is a talking horse? It's like, you had no idea this was even happening. It's so outlandish. It's insane. It's hilarious, and damn it, it would make a fucking good movie. I like it. Dude, it, it's so worth your time. It's so, This is when I really like, like, people give Donny Cates a lot of shit now because they say he's like, oh, he's overrated, and he's writing too many things. Read this, and then tell me if like, he doesn't dig a little spot in your heart, like, where you'll, like, I'm going to read anything else he does. Did they ever make so it a good. trade? Was it a miniseries? Or I want to say it's a trade. It's, it's four different, it's four issues, two series, so it's eight issues total. But uh, there's got to be trades out there. But bar none, speaking of hilarious books, uh, I believe this was Image Comics, Shirtless Bear Fighter. If you have, <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. If you've never read this, please do. It is probably one of the most hilarious things I've read since Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. The guy just runs around naked through the woods fight, fighting bears. And that's and like the government, he's like a he's like a government spook. Like they call on him when they absolutely have no other choice and they must call him. And like the half the joke is like, would you please put pants on? Because they actually like digitize out, they blur out his fucking junk. And the line of blur is always humongous. <laughs> it's like down to his knee, for God's sakes. Don't make me jealous. It's, it's so funny. It's it's like five issues long, and God, I hope they do another series. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> Please read it. it. I love it. All right, make sure you guys check check all these books out, and we would love to see these come to life 
that specifically, Pete, belongs on like a Hulu or something where it could just be everything <laughs> yeah. that it's supposed to be. Uh, make sure and I'm just thinking like clever ways of like they don't blur it out, but they just hide it behind things. Like <laughs> right, like 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 a whole like a lamp shows up randomly. Yeah, like, like uh, Austin Powers. Like Austin Powers. Thank you. Right. Yes. Um, no, we definitely need to see that come. Awesome. Through. All right. Before we get into our next topic, let's take a quick uh, toy break. Talk a little bit of toys. Um, I showed you guys. Uh, Pete has something to show. I know he does. So do I. <laughs> Um, I showed you guys in the group chat, Hasbro just announced they're doing the two-pack Infinity War. No, I'm sorry, Endgame of Stark with numerous heads, with Thanos with numerous heads. Thanos also has the tech tech glove on from from Stark. Can't remember what they actually called it. Um, Stark Gauntlet, I guess. Um, That looks amazing. That looks, the detail to that is really good. Even one of the Thanos heads has the dust where he starts to disappear. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Um, I thought that was really dope. And also, bravo to Hasbro. When you zoom in on Stark's face, that looks just like Robert Downey Jr. Nice. Um, and I have to say that because there are not often times the figures do look like their movie counterparts. So that is a bravo to them for sure. Um, also, they're releasing an Odin figure. Mm. Uh, has you know different heads also the crown head uh, obviously without the crown um, I'm really surprised we haven't really gotten an Odin figure till now right? we never did this is our first one no we technically got it with the a- inch with the movie the first movie uh-huh. there wasn't an, there was an Odin builder figure at one point wasn't there really I, mm. I believe there was an Odin builder figure and then besides the MCU Ma- uh, McFarlane did an Odin figure years ago Yes, when he did like Gods and Monsters or whatever yes. it was. Yes, hmm. I remember that. Or Mythology was called. It was one of those. I, I have that recently. I have recently picked up um, what I'm calling the Miami Vice two pack, and that is of Wade Wilson himself with Hit Monkey. Oh my God! I have never been more in love than I am with the accessories that it comes with so clearly you guys can see wade full suit. that white suit is amazing right that's what i said and hit monkey comes with headphones that are removable um for some strange reason deadpool comes with a captain america shield <laughs> with his nice. on it um you obviously have your two katanas your two katanas right there um also hit monkey comes with two handguns right there adorable can't wait for that um he also has his two machine guns and then this is where it gets hilarious right so deadpool for reasons i don't know comes with a fucking guitar (laughs) he comes with a guitar he comes with an rc with an exploding head on it that's removable nice and then he comes with two uh two changeable heads so one is the with the mask up a little bit right one is the full-on mask okay cool and then last but not least can't be miami vice without the most miami (laughs) you could possibly ask for um so i i love this two-pack i even freaking made it my my background you can't even really see it's too uh too bright um i really enjoy this the uh the accessories are great the look of them all are great. 
And what's even dope is the RC head, like, you can remove it, um, and then you can put the other heads on the RC if you want. That's cool. So that's that's pretty dope. Um, mm. But, Pete, you also got something to show off. What you got, Pete? I did uh, the Disney Store exclusive. I My Falcon uh, figure came way quicker than I expected it to. Very nice. And I haven't actually taken it out of the box yet because I really just – like, the box and everything looks so damn cool in here, and I don't really have – room on the shelf yet where it can be appreciated so i'm going to just leave it in and eventually i'm going to do a boxing an unboxing but man it looks really great the, the white of the suit pops very well as you were saying like some figures tend not to look like their celebrity or acting counterpart but i gotta say the lightness to sam to anthony mackie does look really good nice um, the wings Look really nice. I cannot wait to get those out of there and hooked onto him. He also comes with a silver version of Red Wing. He's got four different hands, and the shield looks really cool too. And it actually so no looks like removable head. Uh, not from the look of it. No, that does not seem to be another head where like an unmasked version right. or anything. Okay. But yes, very very thrilled about this, and I'm I was surprised to find that. You know, it didn't sell out right away on the Disney store, but then all of a sudden, like within a week, it was gone and on eBay for like 80 to 100 bucks. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I will say, when Pete speaks, people should listen because Pete, <laughs> for damn sure, immediately was like, Jawan, order it now. Go get this. And I was just like, no, because I remember telling you I was going to get all the other figures that build mm -hmm. the wings. And then one day I was just like, nah, I don't want to risk it. Like, I'll just go get it. When I tell you, I couldn't find that shit anywhere. Uh, <laughs> I wish I would have bought seven. I would totally just pop it on eBay for the, my <laughs> buy it. What I, what I bought it for, like, start the bidding there, folks. You guys go ahead. Yeah. I wouldn't put in it, you know, some ridiculous buy it now on it. But, like, whatever the bidding goes to, it's more money than I had to start with. But I also finally got uh, part of my Entertainment Earth order in. Uh, finally got oh, a hold of Zartan. Zartan? Oh, yes. Really terrible uh, right here. But, uh, Wait, time out. Is that, the, is that the face that comes in the little case? That yes. You put it in? Yes. Oh, I want that so bad. Oh, my God. I'm still waiting on Flint and Lady J. Uh, yeah. So whenever they get here, I will let you guys know. There's I a guy out there 3D printing. This is for Juwan. The, uh, the original G.I. Joe jeep called the vamp mm -hmm. for uh this style of figures really really yes so you want a vehicle he's out there 3d printing it on the gi joe boards we're gonna talk how much is he uh <laughs> you know what charging that, for? i don't remember because i've given up on the line uh -huh. so i've no interest in picking it up um i would like to add a new segment to the mm -hmm. series please <laughs> uh i will i will title it after I reveal what I will be revealing. And uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Right? Nah. You guys know what this is? Yeah. So you know what this is? Who that is? Right? This is uh, a classic uh, fail right uh, now. So uh, as I am moving my Marvel Legends original build a figure, uh, he fell and he broke. And he uh. broke right at the pin oh i cannot reattach this motherfucker's leg at all so this is a classic toy fail so one of uh, our I, I don't want to say a recent piece 
but uh, uh, a prime piece, you know, has now become a classic piece. And you got to start taking care of your stuff, guys. Or at least I have to. Because well, we're coming to that point where they might not survive into the fucking future. I do right? want to add, J.D. Figure fail. I do want to add really quickly, because for people who aren't familiar with, with the figure world, to, to somebody, they're just like, oh, okay, it broke. Let me let you guys know. If there's one thing on planet Earth that is expensive, it's a fucking Galactus. Um, that is not something that you'll find super cheap somewhere. Nope. Because you got to remember, Galactus isn't made in 3.75 or in 6-inch. It's only made how you just saw how JD has it. It's that first performance, one, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So to me, to, yeah. so to everyone who's just like, oh, just get it. It's expensive, people. <laughs> it's it's not and it's, you know, at Walmart and go get another one. It's not like I can pay for the for the premium of just getting the leg right. because that pin is off here. It's in there. And it's in there. Yeah. You, you, know? Set a, you know what you could do, actually, is get a you get a small drill, drill into it if you can. If you can drill you into the pin in the leg. Because his skirt won't let you get into the pin ah, shit. at a proper angle, dude. You know? See, this um, is why I told you, JD, I prefer for stuff like that in capes to be um, cloth fabric. Yes, yeah. yes, fabric. Yeah. fabric. yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of pissed off because I like him over the one that came for the Marvel uh, 3.75 figures. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't like that Galactus at all. Well, you talking about the one that came with Silver Surfer? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I prefer this guy over it, you know. Um, I felt they had better articulation than the other one. He was more stiff than anything else. I didn't like the head. This has more of a a, a man, I don't want to say a manly frame, but a defined frame, whereas the other one was more bulkier, blockier. But, you know, I'm, I'm going. And also, J.D., <sighs> another thing to add is because it's not a mainstream popular character, it's also a figure they don't make a whole bunch of. They you know what I'm saying, bro? Galactus. They just don't. No. You so, know what always upset me? Not always upset me, excuse me. What what bothered me, uh, you know, Jack Pacific was doing that the four foot tall, that three foot tall plastic figure for a while that was showing up a lot in Toys R Us. And mm-hmm. you got the John Cena, you got the Batman, you got different Star Wars characters and stuff like that. Right. You, you guys couldn't do a Galactus in that size? I got no problem taking them in that that weird soft PVC plastic that that's made of and that limited articulation because at that size, it would have been easier for him to hold something in his hands and stay at that point. Right. You know, um, I would have loved for it. But this guy, uh, I'm going to try my best to salvage him. But You think you can glue it in there? I mean, you'll lose the articulation, yeah. but. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, look, from the other leg, it's not like the guy could have sat in a chair or anything like that, you know. Right. Right. This is this is the extent of how far he's gonna go. Right. So, yeah, but, no. and then you know you got the articulate, you got the toe, the ankle articulation, you got the calf articulation, and the double knee joint. So even if the other leg is stiff, um, I, I can make up for it with 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 this leg that's here, right. and balance it out. But just, oh man, I'll even... I I cried. I completely understand that. I'll even say, JD, um, how they like how they make the durability of figures now isn't even as great as it used to be because when you remove this head, 
it's very difficult to get the other one on. And then it's the fear really? of snapping that ball. Peg, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, they got to, they got to find better. Cause to me, it's like, if you can't find a better way to put different heads on, just only have it come with the one. Don't head. do it right. right. Yeah. yeah. That's it, it. It's that simple. I'm fine with that. I would have been fine if it was only the Deadpool mask. Um, so, you know, the articulation a lot. Now, I wanted to ask you this before before we move into our, our main topics. Have you guys seen the large Sentinel figure that comes with Wolverine? Yeah, the Marvel, the Marvel, uh, the super um, huge one. That's yeah. yeah. yeah it comes with a lot of other characters too. You think yeah. that's worth getting? Fuck yeah, mm-hmm. boys. Okay, okay. Honestly, I'm gonna tell you this right now. That's a sideshow piece, or it's um. No, it's uh, the Marvel uh, uh, crowdfunding piece. The Hasbro. Oh, piece. that one. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I thought you. Yeah, I thought you were referring to the statue series with no, like no, no, the no, Sentinels no. moving and there's all like the X Men around them. No, I'm no, sorry, no, no. wrong one. Yeah, yeah. The one, like, uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. even right. still. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah for this Tim, reason and this alone. What's up? I did not jump on the Unicron figure. I should have. Uh, it was like seven hundred dollars, and at the time I was like, wow, I really can't justify this. But even if you don't. If you decide you don't want it anymore or whatever, you can turn around and sell that on eBay for stupid money. Like Unicron right now is commanding double what people paid for it. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have just invested like and, and bought like five of them. I should have because you know, the sales are ridiculous. And you know what makes it? You know what makes selling figures so awesome is that again the Sentinel is just like uh, Galactus. Mm-hmm. They don't make, they're not just making them every year, every right. two years, every three years. Right. It legit is specific to whatever line is that it came out with. And then it's, it's really honestly never really revisited. Um, and we've seen from the MCU, they don't do the greatest job with developing toys. Um, honestly, you know, outside, outside of the six inch figures. So to me, it was one of those things where it's like, I, I see it's affordable. I'm still trying to justify doing it. How much is uh, it right now? It's four fifty. Four fifty. Yeah, I think it went for three something though. Originally. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and it came with different heads before it, hike, it it hikes up. I think it I would say two, do it. Maybe three heads, right? Say it, again? it came with two or maybe three different heads. Let me see, because I think this one is just just the the one body. That's it, and then uh, comes with Wolverine. No, and then it came with it came with Bastion. Um, and then it came with a female style of Bastion Pulse. What? Wow. Yeah, the Hasbro Pulse one, dude. There That's was a, a lot of things unlocked <laughs> for him. Let me see. I would say get it, Juwan, because I even if all of a sudden you decide, ah, this was kind of a waste, I don't really want it, I don't have the room for it, whatever, I can all but guarantee you can get your money back selling yeah, it. Yeah. Or I'm more. I'm looking at it right now, Pete and JD, and no, no heads. It's a six inch. It's a six inch one, and it's just Wolverine with uh with uh interchangeable hands and, and a handgun. I'm sending it to you now. Hold on. No okay. way, dude. I'm putting Wolverine it in. with a handgun. The Hasbro yeah, Pulse. It's so redundant, Joel. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I see what you're talking about. I just send it to you guys. Yeah. For oh, that's the old one. Yeah. There's a future past. No, 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 sir. Look up the this one. Right. No, no. Don't get no. If you're gonna spend four fifty in that, look up the Hasbro Pulse 
crowdfunded Sentinel. That's the one I thought you were talking about. That thing's like three yes. feet tall. Okay, let me see. As and I would say friends. before you go spending money like that on Amazon, look on eBay. Believe it or yeah. not, eBay is better for like collectible stuff like that. Amazon's uh, sales are always, always exponentially high. Oh my God! I see which one you talk. Oh, this there one. You, yeah, there, there you go. Holy! Oh my God! It's huge. Uh huh. Yes. Sir. Oh, by the way, I have no idea who this character is, but I I picked her up also. Who? That was Omega. Uh, Omega right? Omega thirteen? Yeah. No. Yeah. Omega. No, not yeah, Omega. She has, she has a like different Star right? She was uh, <laughs> she was uh, a Sri Lankan, I believe, character. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I saw her and I liked it with the interchangeable heads and, and arms that could change and the weapons. Was like, she was the female sentinel that became a mutant or something like that. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So um, we always had to make sure we worked some toys up in here. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so we I'll had to make sure we did her. that. I do want to say one thing, though. Uh, yep. I just decided to take a look since, Jay, you had brought up uh, – Galactus, and one of the things that I regret not buying, Juwan, which is why I was encouraging you to get the Sentinel, uh, but I did I did think you meant the, the Hasbro crowdfunded one, which is why I mentioned Unicron. Do y'all remember when Sideshow had that Galactus maquette with the uh, like Silver Surfer and it was like 26 or so, 30 inches yes. tall? Yes, yes. I, I should have bought that when it was $700 because you can't touch that figure for under like four or five grand. Yep. The same thing Are with Doctor Doom on the throne. All sideshow statues get ridiculously priced. Get them, keep them for like two or three years, and then sell them. I promise you. That Doctor Doom on the throne is my white whale, bro. I could have bought that shit five times over, and I didn't. And now you can't look at it for under five grand. And it's so Doctor Doom. That's like I will say. I will say, Pete. Once I really got into figures. It, like you ever see like a woman go crazy over buying purses and you're like, I don't fucking get it. It's like once you get into figures, you're just like, oh, oh I, yeah. get, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I understand it. I, I, I Sideshow is releasing a new Galactus maquette that I just found on. Uh, they have a pre-order up on BBTS. So there's probably one on Sideshow as well. And Jay, it, it's I mean, it's pricey. But if you're a big Galactus fan, it looks fucking dope. I, I do to have to say, uh, JD, the, the Terminator you sent in the, the group chat, I looked at it so fast, I swear it looked like Ewan McGregor a little bit. <laughs> oh, well, you know, <laughs> so that's, that's medical-grade silicone on his face. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a it's a $3,000 piece. Um, if you look all the way in the bottom, it's from the, uh, the actual studios. Um, that is the artist proof one of 800 so every other model that had been made off of that uh was made from that it is a one-to-one bust of arnold my brother-in-law picked it up at new york comic-con two years ago he got when you sent us those pitches yes flew over right right i remember he you know the guy flew over from uh uh japan with the piece and my brother was like uh well this is not going home this is not going back to japan it stayed here in the States. <laughs> um, so they're driving home from New York Comic Con, and my sister is sitting in the back seat of her car while he's driving home with the Terminator in the front seat. <laughs> so that's my nephew in the other picture in front of it, just to show you how big it is. And, and he's always like, can we go over to your house so I can see the monster with the metal face? 
he is big on making these deals for statues at New York Comic Con. That's why he can't wait for this to come around. He picked up a uh, not sideshow, but he picked up a a I think one third uh, of uh, Sagat. PVC wow. the PVC collectibles, yeah. Yes, sir. He picked up two of them. Okay. So it was going on pre-order for like maybe 1800 bucks or something like that, right? Um, if you paid cash, there was a payment plan. So he goes to them, how much if I pay it off now? They're like, okay, so we'll not charge you anything extra. And we'll give you two of the food dogs because you paid it off right off the bat. He goes, okay, yeah. great. He goes, what if I buy two of them? So here this guy goes. He buys two of them. They give him a 20% discount. On both combined, and he they gave him four food dogs. When Sagat arrived, he sold off one for almost four thousand dollars. He spent what less than three for both of them. Uh-huh. Make the hobby pay for itself. Yeah, that's man. how you do it. That's that it. Exactly. It's like investing in stocks, man. Just have the stones to throw the money out. Yeah. If you got it, throw it out there. It will come back to you. It will. And uh, that company that you mentioned, I forgot the name of it. Um, they allow you to transfer the receipts. That's so, so like, the, like a warranty or anything like that goes to the next person? Yeah. That's great. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, that hasn't arrived to you. Mm-hmm. You change the receipt in their system to the new person that bought it. And when it gets shipped out, the goes right to, oh, that's, transferred to that person. So that that's great. Person. So like. people were selling the receipts for a premium before they even got the figure. They were making two of uh, the statue. They were making two or three hundred bucks on it. Wow. I mean, just to I, I decided to take a quick look at eBay the other day because sometimes, you know, especially after we're done talking about like cartoons and toys and stuff. I decided, like, let me look and see what uh, like Dungeons and Dragons stuff is out there. I actually okay. wound up buying uh, some Dungeons and Dragons Viewmaster reels. For, right. for like 30 bucks it was that was pretty great um but the the iron studio statues and now these were maybe anywhere between 80 and 110 dollars for the set and they all combined together and then there's the venger one in the background that's i oh. still have in the box and then there's the pvc or pcs rather i'm sorry pvc pcs collectibles venger that looks exactly like the cartoon and he's like got the magic you know coming out and the big yeah. wings yeah. and stuff I did the unboxing of that on the Peach Basement channel. That alone is like two grand. And the Dungeons and Dragons set is like 2,500 with all of them together. But I'm never selling is, mine because I love uh, them, but th- that's no. the thing. Like, I, this is when I always say to myself after the fact, fuck, should have bought more than one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. It, it's it's definitely a lifestyle that people think like, oh, you spend all this money and it's like for what? But it's like no one ever understands that unlike a purse that you wear numerous times mm-hmm. um, or this sneakers, is something, yeah. right? Or sneakers. This is something that has extremely high resale value. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's still intact, <laughs> you come to sell it, right? But I bet you you can still sell that. I was just about to say, there's somebody that's like, you know what? I can fix that. Yeah, guaranteed. 100%. All right, let's move on. Let's go into um, favorite underrated movie, and I'll kick it off. I actually watched it again for the millionth time yesterday. 
I hope you don't say mine. <laughs> you know what? No, because now you got me nervous. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm no, go first. Okay. I'm positive you don't got um, mine. I, I swear, if this is yours, I'm quitting this show. Um, no, it's one of my most favorite underrated movies. Is not talked about enough. Uh, dear favorite of mine, and it is Lucky Number Eleven. God damn it! You got my. No, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. No. I was about to say, all right, in show, no. we're done for the night. Damn good, damn good um, yes. That was good. Lucky that was good. Eleven is a it has a great cast. Uh, Lucy Liu, Josh Harnett, uh, yep. Morgan Freeman, Ben Kingsley, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Bruce, yeah. Bruce, and that's a that's a prime Bruce Willis. That's not the oh, yeah. I say yes to any role today, Bruce Willis. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> uh, I, I don't know. That was, that was the Bruce last Bruce. of his prime. Bruce that's Willis. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah. No, 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 no. Time out. Because I think Looper came after that. Looper came okay. after. That. So okay, Looper so was, that was still so prime Bruce Willis, right? Okay. Um, and then after that is when he was just like, "Yeah, I'll do GI Joe retaliation. Yeah, yeah, I'll do surrogates. Yeah, I'll do this. Yeah, I'll do that." Yeah, I did like, like surrogates. I like I, surrogates. I, I actually like Death Wish. I didn't think I would. Oh, yeah, I okay, like... I'm with you on Death Wish. It, it 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 doesn't feel like classic Bruce Willis, but it's, it's not. It's not. Right. It's not bad, Bruce Willis. Okay. So but I, as far as like remakes go, I man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Ah. <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place went in with very low expectations because i you know jay you know charles bronson yeah you can't, you can't get around that that's a crazy ass movie I'm but with you on that. this was this was decent you know what Pete? i respect your, your feeling of that because i swear i grew up on pierce brosman as my james bond right same actually so give me that like, i like pierce i like pierce's james yeah so it was like when when they you know when they did daniel craig and here's the thing I remember the director of Casino Royale said they wanted to go away from the the tropes of all the other James. It's why he in that movie only he does not say shaken, not stirred. Right, right. He do the typical tropes of James. Right, he does parkour in the beginning right, of the Right, parkour. Right. They they right. went like Jason Bourne instead, yeah, and yes, yes, I don't like it, that. Let me say this: I will say that wasn't the worst swerve you could have they obviously retconned it with all the other ones that came after it you saw him with the spy cars and stuff like that so they went back to it um but it was one of those feels that i went into it pete just going you'll 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 never you'll never be pierce you, you, you'll just you, you'll never you'll never do it i'm gonna tell you something i like yeah, that. Daniel, daniel's really good daniel's really good 
I like Daniel Craig. I, you know, his James Bond is very different for me. I, I, yes. I don't, I like the campiness instead of the straight up, like, you know, super spy Jason Bourne stuff. But I'm gonna tell you right now, as a perfectly heterosexual man, I do not find Daniel Craig to be an attractive man. Pierce Brosnan, on the other hand, he's a good looking dude. And I can believe that this dude can just about beg any woman in, in a hotel, in a uh, restaurant, in a Daniel Craig, eh, not so much. And I, I will right. say, Pete, and again, I, I think it goes to the original director for Casino Royale. You, it just seemed like they wanted to go. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Nolan's take on Batman. He wanted mm -hmm. to go so far away from what the actual character okay. is supposed to be that you just you you outsmarted yourself. Like you just mm -hmm. you thought too deeply and you went in the wrong way. You going with the scruffy, rough-looking James Bond, and it's like I think they forget this is supposed to be the James Bond that could sexy his way through anything. anything. Yeah, and it's like you look at him and you go, I'm sure there are some people that do find him attractive. Sure, no problem, but it's like it's not what you'd expect from what he's usually supposed right. to look like. Right. It it felt like Daniel Craig was the rough street kid who yeah. had to learn how to be aristocratic because he didn't mm -hmm. grow up in it as right. opposed to pierce who was i was born for this uh you I, oh my god i can't believe i'm always pulling the, the age card on here <coughs> but i remember seeing pierce brosnan in remington steel and i remember ah. the rumors <laughs> of him you know before timothy dalton became james bond um about him coming and while i respect all the james bonds Mm -hmm. Each one has a different thing. Right. Yep. Pierce is my number one guy when it comes to James Bond. Mm -hmm. He is my favorite all time. He had really cool gadgets. Um, and he had it, Holly it, Berry. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, his women were, were there. No, that movie did but, suck. You. I, I won't lie. The movie did suck. But he had Holly one Berry. Thing, one thing I felt that um, <clears throat> the Daniel Craig stuff did wrong was they kind of solidified his history. They went too much into his backstory. Yes. And they said James was from the, what the Skyfall yes. area, mm -hmm. whatever it was. Yep. And I was happy with that whole James Bond being, you know, Mr. The, the, right. The mm -hmm. shortstop for the New York Yankees. You know what I mean? Right, right. Anyone could have been James Bond. Right, right. The designation. And and I will say, I, I was not, I just watched Skyfall the other day because I think it's on the uh, now. I didn't like the decision to get rid of M, I, to, to switch M's. I, I was not a fan of I, I liked her. Oh my I God. I love her. She's he's now the, like, it's, you know what I compare it to? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to see Spiral at some point and, you know, I'm hearing good things about it, but Jigsaw only sounds like one person to me. Right. Hearing him as someone else, sure, you obviously have to evolve, but I would have liked it if they went for a more iconic, another iconic voice, like make the new Jigsaw the voice of Tony. T you know what I'm saying? Just something else that's iconic right. that doesn't feel like a step back. So, right. and it's no, it's no disrespect to the new M because I can't remember the actor's name. Ralph Fine. Ralph Rap. Yes. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal right. actor. Right. Phenomenal right. actor. You're right. Mm -hmm. I have no problem with him as right. an actor, but it's like going from the iconic voice uh, of Judy to now going to him. It's just like, it is a step down. See, but the fact that Judy crossed over between both James Bond right. was the perfect Amen. way to say, oh my God, it was the designation. 
It wasn't right. always James as 007. It could have been anyone who got that James spot. Yep. You know, and and they killed it. You know, they they, they killed that concept. Yep, I'm with you on that. Well, but, I want to um, say. Oh, go ahead, Joe. Daniel Craig's my favorite James Bond. My yeah. favorite. Okay. Oh, I love those movies. Uh, aside from, I mean, I didn't love Quantum of Solace, and um, that was probably my least favorite of all of them. But um, I do, I actually enjoy everything they did with it. I do like that they grounded it, and I do like it. Eventually, they went back to his roots and um, kind of made him earn it. You know, I like that, all that. I, I was never, and I watched all the James Bond movies growing up, but, you know, okay. sometimes it was just too cheesy for me, but even though I still enjoyed them. Uh, and that same thing happened with Pierce, and I loved Pierce, but Either I mean it started great and then it kind of got boring and then it just got too fucking out there <laughs> and then I think uh, I think for me uh, Daniel Craig was you know the most balanced uh, and more less I just I didn't need it to be as cheesy as it usually gets but yeah it, it became my favorite. But I bet you played Goldeneye like a motherfucker, didn't you? <laughs> um... You didn't play Daniel Craig Goldeneye, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, uh, I will say this, JD. I did play Daniel Craig's James Bond game. It was short as shit. I didn't know he had enjoyable. one. Yeah, he does have a video game. It was enjoyable. Um, no, Joe, I, I think he's I think he's done a good job. Um, to me, it's just it's you know, you know the feeling Joe someone has to where it's like they grew up with um uh Michael Keaton. I grew up with him too. So it's no 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 no. No, hear me out. You know how, like, someone grew up with Michael Keaton's Batman, and it's legit all they see as Batman, right? Like, they just can't get over the icon of, of what Michael Keaton was as Batman. To me, I think my thing of Pierce is Pierce is how I got the GoldenEye game. Pierce is literally, like, literally all I had. Because remember, Daniel Craig's James Bond is over a decade from where Pierce had stopped being James Bond. So it's a long gap. Before yeah. you had more James Bond movies. Oh, I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah, it was a long time. Because I think uh, Casino Royale was 06. Um, so it was it was a long time. I was, Casino Royale, to me, is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> that movie is so good to me. It's, um, oh, it's a good flick. Right. I, I mean, it definitely showed me that I'm not built for torture because whatever you're asking me, I give oh. up. Once you tell me you're taking it's... something to my balls, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you everything. <laughs> ah, you're gonna come to an age where you don't need them, so it doesn't you, matter. Well, I tell you what, well, I, yeah. at 27, I would I would hope that I do need them. <laughs> so you bursting them with with whatever the hell that was? No, yeah, that, no thank that you. looks that yeah. looks. <laughs> <laughs> it was also the. In the best shape of all the James Bonds, too. You know, he looked like he yeah, actually well, he was. Well, but I, he got I will punched say, out by that's... Angelina Jolie in Tomb Raider. So, for people that remember, in it. I think it was. I, I think it was built to where they were supposed to be more so suave and um. I'm trying. I'm thinking like Daniel Craig was built that way because he was supposed to be drastically different than what the other James Bonds looked. Yeah. He's not as classically beautiful. He wasn't dark hair. He was, he was blonde. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. That's crazy because I, I that like. Didn't matter to me. Right. I know, yeah. but like, like, there are people that really don't like that. <laughs> like, they like just black hair, brown eyes. Um, but this this man was blonde and blue and not as classically beautiful as you can tell. He's a little more rugged and not classically attractive. We both we all said it, right? Yeah. Um, 
But I mean, physically he was, but like his face, he's just not facially as a type right, of, right, right. Um, right. And it'll probably go back to that, you know, at some point where he'll be the classic James Bond. I just thought he just he stood out and he wasn't as classic as beautiful, but that guy's gonna get ass. <laughs> Everybody's thinking that, but I felt Daniel Craig paid more homage to Sean Connery as James. Bond. Yeah, he to Sean me he Connery did. was rugged. Yeah. Yes, he was. You're right. Um, I do wish the movies did try to do more of the the gadgets and stuff. Like you see, it's yes. then you see right, it right. Then. Towards the end, yeah, it's it's kind of it go. It doesn't go all the way there, but it goes. Right. It, it, but it to me, the gadgets are as essential as Batman yes. being a fucking detective. Right. In his respective and movie. Q, like, right. It's neat. And John Cleese as Q was perfect <sighs> cast. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, so to go back, and this is all this is all a part of it because Lucky Number Eleven is very much of your somewhat spy assassin kind of movie. Venture mm-hmm. off. Um, but Lucky Number Eleven, I thought was very well done. Um, again, it's one of those movies that when you watch in theaters, you don't really see, you don't see it coming when they hit you with the twist at the end. But I kind of feel like when you watch it, like on Hulu now, like if you watch it for the first time, for some reason when you watch it at home, it seems like it goes by a lot slower. So like you can see a lot of different things where you're like, oh, I can kind of piece that. In a movie, it feels like it goes so much faster. Um, but it was very well done. I did not see the 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 twist at the end coming. Morgan Freeman. First of all, can I just say this, Pete and JD? You two being resident New Yorkers, how impressed were you guys with Ben Kingsley's New York impression? Oh, it was <laughs> great. definitely one of the best I've yeah. heard for somebody who's not from the neighborhood. Right. I was just like, okay. And if you want to get specific, his. His uh, uh, Hasidic Jewish character was more localized to Pete's part of Brooklyn than to my part of Brooklyn. Look at that. Look at that. They, <laughs> Look narrowed, at they narrowed it all the way down. Right? Right? <laughs> um, no, but I, I did love the movie. Um, really, really, really good. I, I tell you what, I, and I know I say this all the time. I'm sorry. I don't understand how Hollywood allowed Josh uh, Harnett to slip out of their hands and then they gave Hollywood <laughs> to fucking um, Sam Worthington. I'll never understand that. I-, I swear to God, I'll never understand it. I- I'll never get it. Um, Josh was amazing. He was amazing at the beginning of Sin City. I still to this day have no idea why we saw nothing else of his character in that entire movie. Um, uh, he was the doctor, right? No, he was legit the suave guy at the beginning who killed the <laughs> <laughs> the blonde. Yeah, he was a doctor. Because the... mm. he showed up at the end to kill the girl, Alexis Bedell, didn't he? Mm. You don't see that character again. Unless um, I'm completely forgetting Sin City. I don't recall seeing I've, it. It's been a while. I don't remember. <laughs> I have to, to rewatch. It's definitely one of my favorites. I won't mind. Re- again, talking about prime Bruce Willis. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's a yeah. movie I won't mind going through again. So, I'll gladly do that to see see uh, if he did pop up again. But he was for the longest my my my, my Oliver Queen. Um, really, I, he's aged out of it, but you know, for the longest he was my Oliver Queen. Uh, it was just something always about Josh. Um, that's clearly my man crush, as you guys can hear. But anyway, um, Pete, I'm gonna go over to you. What's one of your favorite underrated movies? So I had an immediate answer to this, but then I thought, like, given uh, the state of the world that we live in now. It's, it's become less 
underrated as more and more people are relating it to how the media, um, I won't say controls the world, but manipulates it. And you probably know where I'm going with this one, but they live for a long time was one of the most underrated movies that only a few people had seen. And this is the one with Roddy Piper when he's got the sunglasses that enable him to see what like the aliens are doing and like everything, all of the advertising just says obey and, you know, uh, consume, consume, buy this and that. And when he sees the old lady in the bodega and she's like, I've got one that can see, like it's, it's just such a creepy feeling like to realize that you're being taken over by you know oh my gosh getting me it's a great great movie so good yep oh and it's so relatable in this day and age you know like with i don't trust the goddamn thing the media puts forth to me i i don't care what side of the political coin you fall on everybody's a liar everybody but uh for for one that's truly overrated that i i usually ask people hey have you seen this and i usually get a no is christopher walken's the prophecy from 1995. Oh my god, dude, this is such a good flick. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, you wonder how you got that little dimple on your lip? It's because when you were a baby before you were born, I said, "Shh." Ooh. I told you the secret. <laughs> so you- I'm I'm really into theology. Ooh. I'm not a religious person, but I love reading about the stories of religion and you know, like what Ooh. goes on. Kind of Viggo behind Mortensen the scenes of the Bible. The Viggo Mortensen is is ridiculously frightening as the Ooh. devil. Like he's got no this, makeup, no none, makeup. nothing at all. It's just him being Please, weird. You've never seen it. Please, Christopher watch Walken plays Gabriel, the the angel of death, basically. You know, oh blow the trumpet and said, "Oh man, it's insane." He's he's so good because he's so Christopher Walken, but he turns that that crazy comedy into just crazy evil. Mm-hmm. And then, like Jay said, I mean, when when uh, Casey Jones actually, dude who played Casey Jones, is the detective, yeah. uh, and he's like praying at like for guidance from God because he he was going to be a priest, and then he was given a vision of the second war in heaven. There is the war in heaven in the in the Bible, obviously, when the fall of Lucifer happened. Right. So now there's another one going on. And it's at a stalemate. He was given a vision of this. He's like, I can't do this. So he runs, becomes a cop or whatever. And he's guidance. And all of a sudden, Viggo Mortensen's there. And he says, I, his name is Tommy in the movie. He's like, oh, little Tommy Daggett. How I love listening to your prayers at night. And then you jump into bed. So afraid that I was under there. And I was. And like you just, oh God, he just says that shit. And you're like, oh, that's fucking creepy as fuck. <laughs> and he's sitting there the whole time plucking rose petals off the flower. And then when he's done, he just, oh, eats it like a like a damn cereal snack. Put it in the uh put it in the group chat. I will it's out this week. Oh my god, you've never I think it came out the year you were born. 95 it came out. Oh 1995. So that was two. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so oh. fucking good. Fucking uh, yeah, Ignore that's... most of the sequels. They're, they're terrible, but <laughs> first yeah, one's like, amazing. Speaking of, speaking of underrated, Vigo is, no. is very much underrated. What was that? Uh, God, it was that Russian movie. Um, History of Violence? Yes. Yeah. One of the most one of the most eye-covering scenes ever. That man has a way with delivering lines. Yes, yes he does. Yes. yes Based does. on a comic book, 
Was it? I didn't know that. Shit, oh I, shit! I never read that comic book. There, dude, there's <laughs> that a lot one of movies made based me on go, comic <laughs> books. Men in Black was a comic book. That I knew. Yeah. That I knew, but I didn't know it at Marvel the time. No, well, it was originally a Malibu comic book. So it's a yeah. Marvel comic book. But Marvel bought Malibu. Marvel bought Malibu, right? Yeah. Um, Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks. That did I not did. know that. That, that I was didn't, a comic book. Yeah, that I didn't know. History that of Violence comic book. Yeah, I've seen that. There's, there's a ton of flicks out there that were comic books, dude. I don't even want to spoil, like, the greatest line in History of Violence for anybody that hasn't seen it, like, whoever's watching it. But, oh, mm-hmm. man, that's so worth your two hours. And uh, Ed Harris, not for nothing, is just one of the greatest villains. If you, I mean, The Rock. The Rock yeah. is not an underrated film, but it's an amazing movie. And Ed like Harris that. is just such a, like, you really, you feel for him, you know? Like, you, you get it. Yeah, I got the DVD of History of Violence. If anybody cannot find it, let me know. Uh, got it. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't ever go back and rewatch that movie. My, my one watch was good enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've only seen that once too. Yeah, it's just, really? I just really do one. That's it. I'm, I'm good. Um, it, it's, it's always something about to me violence. I like when again, I always say when I watch Saw, I could look at it and like separate it and go like, all right, well, this is very much like over exaggerated. It's the very realistic, like Sopranos, when they put the dude's head down and he curb stomped, it's the realism of it that you just go, oh, I feel that. Like I, I, American History X. American History it, X. Feel it. And it's oh. that realism that makes you go, oh, cringe. I didn't know about the curb stomp until American History X. And he was like, put your mouth on the curb. Like, what is he going to oh, say? Oh, my God. What did he just do? <laughs> I can hear the teeth crunching in my head. Yes. Oh, blah. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's why like eye gouge scenes in fight scenes like they always i, I always do this like, it's I, so can't, painful. I can't because yeah. it, it's the realism of it like you can uh-huh. see that happening before someone putting you in a contraption like i so, threaten to do that to people you know thing so it's like ugh, <laughs> can't do it. um I, oh i don't even know where to go anyway <laughs> i'm sorry something <laughs> <to> you <laughs> trying to keep my dinner anyway i'm gonna go to you jt what movies okay. are underrated? One of the greatest movies of all time. Get ready to hear it. Buddy Cop Flick, starring both Sylvester Stallone, Kurt Russell, Tango Cash. Yes! Yes! <laughs> so good. Yeah. yeah. I would say people Terry sleep, Hatcher. sleep on that for sure. Super Terry Hatcher. Prime Terry Hatcher. Okay. Um, and... A little side note for those who do not know, you know, during that time, Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger had a lot of heat with each other. I would assume were, so. It was between they the two. Were, they were always trying to one up each other. Right. So one of the main villains when they were in the prison, his nickname was Conan. And uh-huh. the, the actor was identified by his chin. Right? Uh, mm. You know, he had the chin like Sergeant Slaughter, like China. It's it's just part of a, 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 a oh my god, uh, acromeglia, right? Um, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, unfortunately, the actor passed away some time ago, but um, he was nicknamed Conan because Sylvester Stallone just had it out for Arnold so bad he felt that was the only place he can like stick it to him, <laughs> and and that's, that's why he killed Conan in the movie. But no, that movie is definitely slept on. And it's the one movie I am glad, and I know as soon as I say this, 
uh, the world to find a way to spin it on me. But uh, it's the one movie we should really be thankful we've not heard anybody trying to recreate that. Uh, you just put it out there in the world. You just made it real. I just made it real. Yeah, man. Just... At least give me a sequel for it. You know what I mean? You'd want a sequel now? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, it's the same thing I feel about them tr- bringing back Lethal Weapon. Same thing I felt about bringing back Bad Boys. It's just at some point, it's like, you can just allow these legacies to just rest. They all rested very, they've, very they've mined, they've, they've mined everything fucking else. Mind they that did. one. Word. Yeah. Why not? Very much, all right. very much and you know what? Thicker Martin we, Lawrence. We Boys. mentioned, uh-huh. Bad Boys 3 did not work. But we mentioned, you know, uh, who was in their prime. <laughs> and you know what? Kurt Russell was in his prime in that flick. There. There. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I said doing it now, it's kind of just like Kurt Russell's still on his game, 100%. That's not even to be discussed. Hey, he's rocking them Fast and the Furious movies. He, he's still on oh, his yeah. game. He's still yeah. on his game, but it's just, I don't know. I mean, I always say, and they said it was the reason why they brought back Bad Boys, the reason why they're bringing back right. a weapon. It, it's the right story. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I kind of feel like where you left it was so good. Bad Boys 2 to me was iconic. You didn't uh-huh. need to come back. Like, there wasn't more to that story I needed. The way you ended it very much felt like, all right, <laughs> we're done. Um, so thinking about bringing the that, money grab. That's all it was. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and it worked. It, it made a shit ton of money. So it worked. I just have to say, me and my boy Tom are, like, quietly rehearsing the scene from when the dude comes to pick up Martin Lawrence's daughter. For- I did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you really? Did oh, oh, Yes. With my god's daughter, my best friend, his house in Florida, and we went word for word. Oh, That's my great, god. Joel. You have to promise me we can do that in the future. You have to promise. Uh, me. Sure. Well, look, that boy, the bad boy is one of my favorite cop series ever. Like so. But Joel, you have to bring your sword out. Like you, like we don't have. Not, a gun. Like, I don't have a gun, so out. I'll bring out my and sword. Then, <laughs> okay, but see, oh, you said sword. Okay, so the kid stayed in the house for a little bit. And we were like, you think you're a man? You think you're a little <laughs> You think you can take one of these? And we took out uh, my best friend, ran a wrestling promotion in Jersey for a little while. Nice. So he had some of the old wrestling weapons, and one of those was a kendo stick. Uh-huh. So we go out in the backyard, and we start to beat the hell out of each other with kendo sticks. <laughs> and we go to the kid, you think you're man enough to take a shot? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what's funny? I always think I always think like we saw clearly how much he was scaring this Reggie kid, right? Yes. And I always say the line that sold it more than pointing the gun, more than anything, was when he leans in and he goes, Have you ever made love to a man? <laughs> want to? And like <laughs> I think that is the line that scarred Reggie because it's like, whoa, 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 hold on. What? No, because he married her the third one. What? No, yeah. I, I, I think I think if you had asked him in that moment, what out of everything <laughs> scared him? It was that because Will seemed so genuine in that question. You ever made love to a man? No. You want to? Want to? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to. Um, so no, but that's what I'm saying. Like that was so iconic. It was just iconic. You could have a hundred percent let it rest right there. Uh, I mean, hell, even the <laughs> I got shot in the ass. You did get shot in the ass. Like, who shot your ass? You did. 
I was doing a lot of shooting. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Can I give an honorable mention? For sure, for sure. The original Running Scared with Gregory Hines and... You didn't like Paul Walker's? No. I like Paul Walker. That also had one of the most oh. cringy scenes, putting putting his face down and hitting the puck. Ooh. Yeah. Oof. Blah, 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 blah. And, uh, oh, my God, why can't I forget? I... What I, I just blanked on his fucking name. Um, have fun storming the castle. Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. <laughs> there were two cops in Chicago. And um, they had one of the best lines in, in, that I use to this day. And uh, uh, whatchamacallit, the, uh, oh my God, the guy with the fucking nose from mm -hmm. um, um, Tom Cruise's uh, Risky Business movie. What's his name? Um, uh, uh, Joey Pants, Joe Pantaleon. Joe Pantaleon, yeah. <laughs> right? So, um, what should we call it? Where he's driving at them to try to kill them, and they both shoot at him, and he swerves, and he runs into like a fire hydrant or something. They're like, uh, uh, Gregory Hines says, what were you doing? He goes, what do you mean, what am I doing? All six of my shots hit the windshield. Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> Please. If you get a chance, <laughs> buddy, another buddy cop movie, Gregory Hines, Billy Crystal, um, uh, uh, Jimmy Smits, um, Joey Pants, um, you know, Running Scared. Please, please, please. One of my favorite movies. I got to make sure I check it out. Yeah, I don't know that one. I have to watch that. Yeah, I, I only saw the, the Paul Walker. The Paul I didn't Walker. even know there was a remake. I, I don't think I've ever heard of it. Yeah, but you know it, it wasn't a remake. It was just uh, they just used the title. Oh, they just okay. Used the title. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, cool. 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 Um, Joel, I'm gonna pass it over to you, man. Uh, what underrated movie are you throwing in? Oh, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> like I mean, underrated. Well, what do you consider underrated? Right? Like um, underrated, just based off of a movie that you thought was really good that literally gets no conversation. Like it, it's never okay. discussed ever. <laughs> Got it, and it's probably not discussed because it's kind of old at this point. But, um, I remember as a kid, I was like, I think 10 or 11 years old when it came out, and uh, and you know, I wasn't used to watching like drama kind of movies, right? So, mm -hmm. this is the first time I watched this, and it was with um, Ed Norton, uh, Primal Fear. Oh, um, okay, that, that movie shocked me because I never, I never, that was like the first time I got surprised during a movie, <laughs> I was like. Because the whole movie takes you one way, and then at the end, you're like, oh, there's a, there's a, without spoiling it, um, there's a twist. And you're like, holy shit. That was like one of the biggest twists. Yeah, I think it's the first twist I've ever experienced during a movie was oh, that yeah. movie. And that was like, um, you know, I don't hear people talking about it enough. I thought it was, I thought the acting was phenomenal by Ed Norton. And of course. Um, and he was young rest, in that flick. He was young. He was like, yeah. well, I think he was playing a teenager. He might be a little bit older. But, um, and he, it's just, it's a. It's basically about this kid that gets accused of murdering, I think, a cardinal or some shit. But he kind of plays it like he's slow and he stutters and, you know, and then it's just you got to watch it because I don't want to spoil Like for whoever hasn't seen it. I know it's been fucking 20 plus years at this point, but um, it's, it's such a good twist at the end of it. But that's what that movie always sticks with me because that's one of the first times I ever was like shocked. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, no, that that you just defined a, a prime underrated movie. 
Um, I even think, Joel, you hit a twofer. I think Edward Norton is very underrated as an actor. Um, I, yeah, I think for because sure. he's not always in mainstream <sighs> movies today. Uh, right. a, a lot of people forget uh, and sleep on uh, what this man has done for movies. Um, that actually leads us into our next topic, Joel, which is perfect. Best mm-hmm. pop movies. Um, I have I have three here, and one of them is an Edward Norton movie, and that is a movie that I could have easily put an underrated, and that's Pride and Glory. Edward Norton and um, God, I just completely forgot. He's penguin. Uh, he's penguin in Matt Reeves' Batman. Uh, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yes. Um, Glory. Yeah, Pride and Glory. They're two cops. Uh, and I really can't tell you anything else, or it kind of spoils the the whole idea, of, uh, the whole premise of the movie. Um, but man, does Edward Norton and Colin put on a show in that movie? Um, two cops in New York. I think it's New York. Yeah, I think it's New York. Um, it's like all the good cop movies are in New York. Yes. You know movie I'm talking that about. That was the one in Washington Heights. Yes. With the kid yes. From Mr. Carter's basketball movie, whatever it was, right? Yeah. I, 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 yeah. 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 I, he's I think a drug so. I know yep. two of the. I know two of the. Oh my god, dude! That whole Washington Heights. That that, that was uh, uh, the neighborhood I worked at. Really? You know, so yeah, from from the from you know the train stop of the one train where they we, they threw the kid under the fence to uh, the bar fight scene between the two brothers mm-hmm. at um, it was Liffey Two, on two hundred and thirteenth Street and Broadway, and then the. Uh, Kind of like the penultimate finale when it was underneath the the train tracks on the one train. Yep. Yep. That was the block right behind the bar. So yes, took me a little while to remember that flick. Sorry. No, no, no. I I, I think it was one of the the one of the better cop movies um, because they did they did such a good job with that movie and those two working off of each other was so well done, so well done. Um, the second movie I want to put up for cop movies is We Own the Night. Um, nice. Uh, and um, I always mispronounce uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin. Uh, Eva Mendez. Uh, first of all, the opening scene. Oh, Eva. <laughs> Woo! Just see it for that. Um, no, yeah. but in all, all seriousness, that is such a good movie with a great twist. Um, even that scene, and this isn't spoiling it, even that scene for you guys who have seen the movie where he jumps out the window and lands on the fence. Again, the realism of you feel that, like you feel that. Um, but to me, We Own the Night, uh, if I was teaching an acting class, that's one of the movies I'd put on and say, soak everything you can from this. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just great acting from top to bottom. Uh, very, very, very good movie. Loved it. Uh, you got pretty much the premise for anyone who's curious. Uh, it's two brothers on opposite sides of the law. Mm. Um, you know, you have Mark Wahlberg, who's the golden boy, uh, who's the cop who takes after their dad. And you have Phoenix, who's a a nightclub owner, um, who does dabble in drugs. (laughs) Very, very, very much dabbles in drugs. Um, and you have this idea of two guys living two separate lives. Um, and they did a great job. There's so many shocking scenes in there, twists and turns. Um, you know, JD, I'll say... And again, this isn't spoiling it for anyone who wants to go actually see it. The scene, JD, where he's talking to his friend in the uh, in the club, and he goes, "I never told you that." And and his friend goes, "No, no, no, I'm sure you didn't." He goes, 
no, I didn't. Like, you just feel that in that moment. It's just like, oh, no, man. That's very uh, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that movie was really good. So that's my second one. And then my last one before I pass it on to you, JD, is I'm going, and it was tough because I wanted to go a different route. I'm not even going to do honorable mentions. I don't want to take up too much time, but I'm going Brooklyn's Finest. Brooklyn's Finest was so damn. That was with the three of them? That was with Don Cheadle, Richard yep. Gere, Wesley Snipes, um, and Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Uh, mm -hmm. It was so well done. And, and to see how it all plays out, movies don't really do that. And I think Antoine, uh, yeah, Antoine Farquhar. Farquhar. Directed that movie, uh, which I didn't know for the longest time, and I, I wish I gave more credit. Um, but it's such a good movie, and the way that movie ended, they don't end movies like that today. They just don't, uh, and that's all I can say about that. But very well done movie. Those are my three cop movies: We Own the Night, Brooklyn's Finest, and um, uh, Pride and Glory. Uh, JD, you do not have to give three. I just couldn't settle on one. That's the only reason I did it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, you're, uh, you're I, I will say, um, notice, see now the New Yorker in me is coming out here, right? <laughs> and notice how all three of those movies that you selected, my good friend, were all based in New York, not one based in Jersey. Because they don't Why do you keep movies in Jersey. throwing shots at New yeah, Jersey, no, JD? <laughs> I ain't throwing shots. You threw the shots because you laid it out. These are my choices. I'm just saying. I'm just it saying. It was a compliment, I, though. It was saying how. And I thank you. I thank you. And then you, I'm you reinforcing. I am, I am reinforcing your compliment and saying how you are on the wrong side of the river, my friend. Okay. <laughs> Can't help where you're born. Can't help where you're born. All right. What so, you got? Um, okay. You know, you threw the gauntlet down and you said three cop movies. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm going to start off with one. It's a little tacky and it could be a little questionable because it's not really a cop movie per se, but it is the lead of a cop. And that is with the Ice-T and New Jack City. Okay. Good flick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that came out in my time where it was like, that was the movie everybody wanted to see when they were in high school. And that was that hot summer flick and, and had a... Uh, uh, you know, had a soundtrack that was well received by a lot of people at that time. Um, so New New Jack City is up there. Um, you can't say cop movie in New York without saying the French Connection. You really can't. And it's an no old one. flick, and it's scary. Where even though the scenery is off, Gene Hackman's performance as. <sighs> This is going to sound like a stretch, but Gene Hackman's performance as Popeye Doyle, who takes his inspiration from Ahab, who is chasing his white whale, and mm. and the white whale being you know the the drug uh, the drug traffickers coming over from France and using the cars um, and the molding to store their drugs. Um, the French Connection is a great cop flick, and then. Um, last but not least, it's another period piece, but it was my, it was my jam. It was my jam and it had a Superman element because one of the cops wore a Superman t-shirt 
although it was uh, a black shirt with a silver Superman shield on it, but he was the actor of the time. Um, and it was Billy D. Williams and Sylvester Stallone Thanks. taking on Rutger Hauer in Nighthawks. Wow. Nice. <clears throat> Good call. Absolutely. All right. Those are my three conflicts. I Deep mean, cut. Rutger Hauer, I, I saw him in Nighthawks before I, I really saw, um, uh, oh my God, uh, uh, no, not Running Man, um, oh my God, Indiana Jones, what's his name, going after the uh, the replicants. Um, Harrison Ford. Oh, uh, yes. uh, uh, that, that was Rutger that Hauer. Movie. Yeah, Rutger yeah. Howard, Harrison Ford. What's the Blade Runner? Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Jesus oh, Christ. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Rutger Howard is an amazing uh, villain. Is right. so good. Right. The yeah, bold woman from from the first Star Trek movie, the Indian woman. I forgot her name, uh, but she was Rutger Howard's love interest in uh, in it, and they were terrorists, and just you know doing the thing over the cable on. Roosevelt Field, uh, Roosevelt Field, Jesus Christ, Roosevelt Island, um, yeah. the tram to Roosevelt yeah. Island, you know. Oh. By the way, uh, just crazy ass underrated movie, Rutger Hauer, Hobo with a Shotgun. If you've never seen it, yeah, see Hobo it. With a shotgun. So good. Yeah. So, so be such a B movie, but so good. Yeah. And I will say, JD, uh, New Jack City definitely counts as a copy. New Jack City. I forgot about that, because, man. Um, there is a movie I had as an honorable mention that I didn't want to say because I feel like Pete might put it on. And if he doesn't, I'll mention it. And that'll right. clarify why that definitely fits. Okay, fair enough. I'm curious. I got some real wacky ones. So I don't think I'm I don't, I don't think it's gonna be one of mine. Okay. No, I, I'm gonna wait just in case. Just in case. I, I've ruined enough for JD to, <laughs> to keep stepping on toes. Um, but go ahead, Pete. What what cop movies you putting up? <laughs> okay. Uh, I obviously, you know, I have trouble just narrowing it down to one. So um, I, I want to give a couple of just really quick shout outs. To, like there, there were some scenes in some movies that really hit home for me. The remake of 21 Jump Street with uh, okay. Jonah Hill and oh God, Channing Tatum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Way, way funnier than I ever thought it was going to be. The scene yep. when he's high on shrooms and he's writing all the fours on the damn thing. And fuck science. <laughs> fuck you, science. God, I, I cry laughing every time. I think I died when he connected the dots. That the girl he was with was Ice Cube's daughter. Uh -huh. And he yeah. was like, wait a minute. Oh yeah! Oh, it was that movie right. that, that really. Part two. If if they didn't get um, what's his name, the original J. Jonah Jameson back, that mm. was the movie that solidified yeah. Ice Cube can definitely be J. Jonah Jameson for me, right. and I'm totally with it, like hundred <laughs> um, percent. Besides Bad Boys, which we just got finished talking about, great flick. Uh, mm -hmm. I also want to give a shout out to Blue Streak, Martin Lawrence. That was hilarious. Oh okay. yes. I still remember Yo Tango, El Gato, and Los Pantalones. And it's like, you just know those men, you have a cat in your pants. You remember this? You remember? <laughs> Dave Chappelle was pure gold. Oh, it's so good. So good. And that was like the start of his, his career. Like, he was barely nobody at that point. That was, I think that was pre half baked, if I'm not mistaken. It was also before his big stand up. People forget that. That's right. Stand up. That stand up was well, amazing. He did Robin Hood Men in Tai 18 years old. 
That's yeah, right. Okay, so that was probably that was first, first, but like he was, yeah. like, you know, he was uh, just uh, coming onto the 90, scene. At 90 that professor, point. I think, was before that too. Yeah. 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 Uh, K nine with Jim Belushi and the oh, dog. I, I love a good dog flick. I love a good buddy cop That's flick. Good. But when you add a dog to it and the training on that dog to have the personality that it did. Hilarious flick, and I guys just everybody go see it. It's way better than Tom Hanks's Turner and Hooch. I'm sorry, Tom. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, um, people fighting out in these streets. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, you know, you know, um, uh, the Fonz, yeah, and uh, hates uh, Tom Hanks because really? of, because of Turner and Hooch. I did not they, know that the two of them will not sit in a room together. Who, uh, Henry Winkler. Oh, yeah, really? and, and Tom Hanks. Yeah, two wow. of the nicest guys in Hollywood apparently really? hate each other. I met like, Henry Winkler, and he's super cool. He's super yeah, awesome. So I guess he's you, know, uh, you know, math is true. A positive and a positive makes a negative. Wow. So I guess, I guess now we know exactly what we will say when we meet either of the two. And just be like, man, that Tom Hanks, right, Henry? <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely say that shit to Tom Hanks. Be like, hey. <laughs> right? <laughs> so you love the Fonz, don't you, man? It's just like. <laughs> I, I want to raise a glass to my man Chadwick. 21 Bridges is a dope flick. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. I thought it was you know oily off. You know what, Pete? I always say this. I always say this. And it's why I've never talked about that movie. I did not enjoy it, but okay. it did come. It did come out like the de- December of like two years ago, I think. Something like that, yeah. Um, and then once he passed, it was just like, oh, I could never really speak that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? I watched it beforehand. Uh, me and mom watched it over dinner theater one night, and mom loves a good cop flick anyway. And I, I think she was always kind of sweet on Chadwick to begin with. So. Yeah. Yeah, she she loved the flick anyway. Oh, although there is a little bit of false advertising in Twenty One Bridges. There's more. There are more. There are not Twenty One <laughs> Bridges, right? They they were counting um, a lot of the railways that led out of New York as a bridge as well. And there are smaller bridges that they did not count. Uh, I remember doing the math, and I think it came out to like twenty five or something like that. If you you can read it, you can read through the whole list. What Pete and JD are saying is exactly why you do movies to New Jersey. You don't have to worry about all that. Yeah, you don't have to, oh, well, you <laughs> you don't have to worry about nitpicking assholes. You saw, you saw one of the bridges that people don't know about. You you saw it. It's in popular media. Um, Luke Cage season two, where he had that fight with Copperhead mm-hmm. on a bridge. Okay. That was a walkway bridge from 181st. Right, to, right. Across to... Uh, to the he fought Bushmaster. That was Bushmaster. 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 Yes. Shout out to Chael, man. Yeah. Chael. Man, man knows his New York. Man knows his New York. So um, my top three. I, I, I'm almost done. I promise no, you. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No. Uh, you're like, I forget you're like which one with his speculation list. Oh, I'm so bad. I'm so I'm terrible with this. You know I can't limit myself. I I have trouble making decisions. I don't remember if it's Juwan or Joel that's going to give me a bag of shit for this. But Training Day was one of my favorites. And I don't care. Fuck what anybody says. Denzel was right the entire damn time. (laughs) Ethan Hawke is an idiot. (laughs) You know what, Pete? I actually rewatched it two days ago. Because I said, you know what? Again, I've never said that it's a bad movie. I just do think it's a tad over. I don't think it's his best movie. And that's why I think it's a tad overrated. 
that, that, that movie like really down. led me to believe like wow the, the bad guy's got the right idea like he's not a bad guy he just kind of like that was the anti-hero moment for me like can like, we have another nod though to even Mendes? Oh, yeah. so beautiful. So, so yeah, beautiful. She has been just serving it yep. out here for the longest. I mean, oh, Spanish yeah. women, y'all, y'all got lucky. Like, they don't, yeah, they don't, age, they don't do nothing. Like, it's just, they're it's just amazing. Served. And they can cook. It's fucking fantastic. And I'll <laughs> tell you, they don't miss. They don't miss. I've oh. not seen an ugly Spanish lead actress. No. I don't think ever no. in my life. Ever, how, about an, ever. how about an ugly Spanish newscaster ever? Oh, my that? God. I don't even know what they're saying, but I watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Good God. Lord. Some of them are thick, and it's like, I can't even see the clouds, man. Like, like oh, man. Oh, man. Like, I, I can't. I can see the clouds. It's heaven. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before so, we can cancel. My number two, I have <laughs> to. My number two, I got to ask a question. I got to ask a question. Hey, does anybody know why Richie did Bobby Lupo? Does anybody oh, know why Richie did Bobby yeah. Lupo? Oh, I have to mention because you brought up what's his name? Uh, ben Kingsley doing the Steve yeah. doing the Brooklyn accent. Yeah, Steven Seagal yeah. did one of the worst Brooklyn accents I've ever heard in my life. In Out for Justice, it was so bad, but it's so good. It's so I good. love that movie though. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> but my number one, and I I don't have a number one, but it's one through four. Of Police Academy, they're oh, great. Man. They're so good, and I will—that was like some that. '80s shit for me. Like I would watch them all the time. I would love a first one. Fucking that, uh, Police Academy. With who, Joel? I don't know. There's so many good. Yeah, God, who could you cast for that? Well, you know what? If you don't have Michael Winslow doing the sound effects, he could still do it. And he just bring him on back. He's still around. Yeah, bring yeah. him back. Bring him back. A lot of them you can bring back. They ain't doing shit. I would even <laughs> accept like a wow, not re- like a soft reboot. You make. Oh my God! What if like Mahoney's Captain Harris and Michael Winslow is the commandant of the police academy? I'll wow. accept that Very in a heartbeat. Very good. Very good. <laughs> I, would, I would love. It. <laughs> You guys know Michael movie. Winslow was not even supposed to be in the movie. The director, oh, no. the director, all of a sudden seen him. I think it was at a stand-up or something, seeing him do his shit, and it's all real. He really does that, mm-hmm. and he calls up like whatever the producer is like, "Yo, we, we got to get this guy in the movie. Write him in," and they did. The rest is history. All right, so I'm, are, I'm done. I'm sorry. I went no, like off on a tangent and a half. Fine. You are completely fine. Those are some really good picks, Joel. I know you mm. keep it. You keep your list very short. Yeah, usually. Oh, probably just one. But do you have more than just one to make it three? I can nail. You. I could. I could rail off a couple if you want. Yeah, I just, right you know, there. I only have because so I don't feel so bad. Favorite, <laughs> favorite, favorite stuff. You know, I was really gonna come out here and just say all my favorite like fake superhero, like RoboCop and Judge Dredd. <laughs> And Time Cop, I was going to go all there. Time Cop. I had Demolition Man in mind, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Demolition Right. That was the one I was going to say uh, I was going to loop in was, was Dread. I was going to say uh-huh. Dread is a cop movie. Yeah, that's that's true. True. Think about it. So if that that counts, true. Yeah. I, yes, we should make a new genre of Super Cop movie because there's like Super Cop, a few yeah. of them. Well, Super Cop was a good Super movie. <laughs> Super Cop. Wait, who was in that? Wait, Jackie Chan. Super Fuzz. Jackie Chan, right? Oh, no. but before oh Super goodness. Cop was Jackie Chan. Nobody saw Super Fuzz. That sounds familiar, but Wait, I don't. I don't. That does sound familiar. Four nine. Or maybe I'm thinking of the fuzz. Yeah, I'm thinking the fuzz. I'm thinking the fuzz. Was good. A cop got a cop got superpowers, but anytime he saw red, he lose his powers. 
Huh. Oh, that's weird. No, I never saw that. Yeah. That's yeah. like the most specific thing ever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, you have all these powers, but, but, but red can't, can't see it. <laughs> it stripped yeah. everything away. Can't see it. It's just like, because yeah. they're boys in blue. What's the opposite the, of blue? Red. red. That's true. His yeah, arch enemy is inexplicably the matador. Yeah, and traffic lights apparently. So, right. Right. but as a, yeah. as a kid, as a kid, you gotta stop signs. Yeah, that's insane. Um, all right, Joel. So, what are you going with? Well, I'm gonna go. My, my first one is gonna definitely be uh, Bad Boys because I told you earlier, I mean, I love those movies, uh, especially the first two. Uh, I, mean, I like the third one too, but I like the first two, especially. Um, that first one always got me because that was like one of the first rated R movies I owned physically, mm. the tape, the VHS. Um, and it was at my two favorite, you know, shows at the time, like Martin and, and Fresh Prince. And they were together in a movie and it was mm. rated R. And it was like it was like the perfect merger and a buddy cop movie, of course, that made me want to be a cop. I actually wanted to become a cop because of that movie um, and other cop movies. But that was definitely one of them. Um but yeah, so Bad Boys, I'm gonna um, Bad Boys, Bad Boys too. Um, I would say obviously, um, Lethal Weapon, the Lethal Weapon movies, because mm-hmm. um, obviously I don't know how you talk cop movies and not bring up Lethal Weapon at least once. Yeah. Um, I can you, I mean, can you mention Die Hard? I mean, does that count? I don't know. If that I think counts. that I think that definitely counts. Yeah, forgot yeah, about number that. three counts. Number three definitely counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, three for yeah, sure. With, with Zeus or whatever thing. Um, yeah. Ah. Uh, a lightning uh, bolt up your ass, Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Zeus. <laughs> Die Hard. I would definitely probably. Yeah, I'd probably put that up there. Um, I think those are the, the main three that stick out to me, and of course the the the, the fake ones that I mentioned earlier because you know they they stayed with me for a long time. Um. There was one more. I just can't. I think I lost it. I don't know where it went. But it comes back to me. I'll definitely. I'll, I'll mention it again. Yeah, just shout it out. Um, no, th- those are definitely your your. I mean, I had it on here. I also had Man on Fire. Oh, oh, I got oh, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man on Fire another was good. One, yes. Another one. Copland. Copland was the Copland. Yes. Copland. That's a New Jersey Jay. That's a Jersey flick, man. Yeah, yeah. Was it your number one? No. Was wasn't, it your number but... two, three, four, five? <laughs> no. Hey, go scratch your ass, huh? But how many of mine were in New York? Um, <laughs> mind you, mind you, they worked in New York City. Yeah, they did. They did. And, but that's and how I, I can tell you that scene. We're right here, bro. And threw off, uh, what's the name? <sighs> threw, uh, threw the guy off the ceiling. What? Uh, off the rooftop. I That is 454 Fort Washington Avenue. It's on the corner of. 181st and Fort Washington Avenue. We, we were next to each other. I look, I live five minutes from fucking New York City, so I'm not, it's not like a far, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we're right there. We're honestly right, right there, guys. Where, what <laughs> is when you when you uh, when you write down your address? What's the state that you put down before the zip code? <laughs> anyway, so the, other, the, the other ones that I had here. Um, Inside Man. I thought Inside Man was very. Yeah, that's a good oh, flick. Damn right. Good and job. a movie that I very much enjoyed, but I get how other people did not, so I, I'm not here to argue it. I did enjoy Jamie Foxx's Sleepless. I really did. I didn't hey. see that one. I didn't yeah. see it. I, I did enjoy that. I, I really did. Again, that was a more recent one? Yeah. It was maybe four or five years ago. Hmm. 
So I guess that I like Jamie Foxx a lot. Like he's a he's a kind of like an underrated actor. Like you don't realize, and by underrated, I mean you don't realize his range. Right, like he could sh- he can do so much, so many different things. Like I mean, Ray Charles playing the piano yeah. and singing. People also, forget Jamie Foxx, and this is this is a rarity for movies. People don't remember this. Jamie Foxx made a thirty minute movie. Well, I don't know that one. There's a 30-minute movie where it's him and this and this chick, and they're like it, it's like a get rich quick scheme. Like they're trying to like get this money. Um, and it's at like a I want to say like at a gas station or something like that. And it's only 30 minutes. It's like the quickest movie ever. But it's like, mm-hmm. why, why did you guys make this? <laughs> like what, why was this made? Um, but yeah, it's a 30-minute movie. Um, but yeah, Jamie Foxx has a lot of range. I enjoyed Sleepless. It it, it it extended itself for the possibility of more. More will never happen. But, you know, I did enjoy it. It's a pretty pretty cool cast. Um, but, yeah, Man on Fire is definitely probably the only cop movie I think I've ever cried to. Um, that was just – it was heartbreaking. It, it just was. Denzel can sell some shit. Oh, my God. See, but I like the other one he did in Florida. Again, with Eva Mendez. Um, oh, my oh, God. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hell no! I know which one you're talking about. Ill no. Want to enlighten the rest of us? Forgotten movies. Hold on, hold on. Let me bring it up. That is one of his easily forgotten movies. I can't remember remember this. Oh, hold on. Let me let me look it up. I'm lost now. Wait, what? Hold on, because I hate this movie with a passion. I like that movie. Oh, I hate it so much. Uh, it's um out of time. I don't remember that one. Yeah, exactly. That's why you guys don't remember it because the movie thing <laughs> ever. Who was it? I'm, I'm hard pressed to find a bad Denzel movie though. Like, well, oh, I tell you oh, what, oh. you just found it, Pete. It's called okay. Out of Time. Out of time. <laughs> time. <laughs> worst thing ever, JD. Why would you ever mention that thing? Ugh. Not for nothing. Underrated Denzel movie. At least I don't hear enough people talking about it. Unstoppable. The ship oh, of the yeah. train. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was dope. Yeah. You know what? I apologize, JD. I took all that anger out on Out of Time. That is not the worst Denzel movie. Two Guns is the worst Denzel movie. I didn't see that shit either. No way. Yeah, I, heard, I remember that. Yeah, that was flaming shit. That was <laughs> at his worst. <laughs> Underrated, though? Fallen. That was good. Fallen was really Fallen good. Was oh my good. God, my was aunt put me on to Fallen. Yeah, my aunt put me on to Fallen. Uh, it was really good. Yeah. It's on my side. Uh, yes, it is. Now a movie that's not horrible of Denzel is that gets it gets stepped on a lot. I really enjoyed Safe House. Can't I didn't see that one. Like it, House. House. it was okay. I enjoyed I it. I, yeah, it was, I thought it'd be better, but it was not bad. Yeah, not at all. Um, all right, this is gonna be our last topic of the night, so I can get you guys out of here. This one we're gonna have fun with, but we're only keeping to one. That this goes to me and Pete. <laughs> <laughs> we can only keep it to yes. one. And this is best comedy movie. Oh, and we have one on this. This is good. Okay, perfect, perfect. (laughs) For this, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. It's the movie that defined what I believe comedy to be, and Scary Movie does not exist without it, and it is Airplane. Nice. Everything about Airplane. Good choice. It is, oh, God, I could watch that movie a million times and never get get tired of it. Um, So I'm going Airplane. That's what I'm going with. Pete, what are you putting up there? I, it took me a while to come up with this. It really did. But I remember watching it in the movies and having to go two or three times because people were laughing so hard that you missed the problem with seeing comedies in the movies. 
But to me, it represents the last of a bygone era, the, an era where you could get away with jokes that you definitely can't get away with anymore today. And I may get some shit for this, but Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is still one of the funniest movies to me ever. Like I, the the, the jokes in that, if you, if you, and I'm not going to repeat them here, obviously, but the things, if you can just hear them in your head, like from Will Ferrell talking to them outside of the diner to Chris Rock talking to the intern, good Lord, I cry laughing every single time. Right down to, you know, I got punched in the fucking dick by a guy named Cockknocker. Avenge me. <laughs> and I mean, this was admittedly during my stoner era where like I was just okay. blazing every single day. It was my early 20s. I was high all the time. And this was one of those movies that was our go-to. God, I must have seen it 150 times if I saw it once. It, it, it's so good. And I still go back to it and I still laugh my ass off. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's exactly how I view uh, Airplane. I'm with you, man. That That is a hilarious movie. It's another one of those movies that, like, Airplane, you can't get away with half the jokes in Airplane anymore. Hell no. Hell no. You can't even get away with the first 10 minutes of Airplane. Did I send it to you or did I send it? I don't remember if I sent it to I the, this jive. group or the Pete's Basement. Oh, the, I can't. I wish I could actually quote the jive scene. The jive scene is phenomenal. But the when the, the, the stuck up little the kid asks the, the girl, she wants coffee. She's like, I like my coffee how I like my men. Strong and black. <laughs> it's one of the most phenomenal lines I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> to the point where I still I was using that at work and you know where I work so imagine how hilarious that fucking line was <laughs> yeah no I, I definitely uh, obviously I saw Airplane uh, a lot later after it came out um, I remember thinking Scary Movie was like the greatest thing ever uh, I remember my aunt yeah. uh, have you ever seen have you ever seen Airplane and I'm like I don't know what that is when she put it on I was just like as soon as it was off I was just like Run it back. Uh-huh. <laughs> Run it back. Run it back. This is this all. Oh, this is gold. This is gold. I'm just letting you know, precursor to it all. My pick will defeat you all. Please continue. Okay. Then go all ahead. Right. I mean, you, no, 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 no. I no, like, you got to lean like, into that. No, I need Joel. Okay, go ahead, Joel. I'm, I'm ending on this one, baby. Okay, go ahead, Joel. All right. Well, I don't have a specific one because this, for me, it's hard because I, my it changes for me all the time, but. For me, what never changes is how funny I I feel Will Ferrell movies are. <laughs> um, he's like one. I, I can't. I I can go. I can I can rally off a couple of them. Like I, how much I love Step Brothers, Semi Pro, and uh, Talladega Nights. I like. Anchor got all those picks with me. I'm with that. Yeah. I'm sorry, did I? Unless unless I <laughs> screwed one of yours up. But um. <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> I like them all. I like them all. Oh, good, good, good. Um, the, the, those especially, but um, the I, other guys. Did I say that? Because I love that one too. That's a good um, one. I just, I just love him, and like in most time, like not there's not always hits, but um, most of the time they are. And those, like, anytime I see a movie with like Will Ferrell, and like sometimes it helps, like who's his partner, but 
Sometimes mm-hmm. it just doesn't matter. <laughs> but you, you didn't mention old school. Like old school is old one of my school. favorite oh, ones. My boy blue. Yeah. <laughs> my boy, my boy blue. Frank the yeah. tank. Frank the Thank tank. You. <laughs> Yo, you I, can't go wrong with we're streaking. I, I love I love your pick, Joel, just being Will Farrell. Mainly yeah. because I think all his earlier work was probably the best Will Farrell will ever get. That's a stretch. Uh, but you know what? Like, Joel's right. Like he even made like cameo appearances in movies that weren't his own, but he owned those cat Ma, yeah. the meatloaf. Wedding crashes. Wedding crashes would have been my honorable mention. That is a good flick. I mean, no, I mean to me, I think my favorite world pharaoh is probably Talladega Nights. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it legit. I mean, when he's saying the prayer, Bobby? when he's saying the prayer at the table, and he's like, "Dear five ounce, three." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Why? Why are you getting so specific? <laughs> I have to interject one. The, my favorite line does not belong to Will Ferrell, but it said at Will yes. Ferrell was, "Lord, please don't let the invisible fire burn my friend," and I, I died. <laughs> I, I mean, he died. It, it's the running, it's the running gift. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky? Bobby. <laughs> put that on me. <laughs> I like to pray to baby Jesus. Of all the Jesus out there, baby Jesus is my favorite. Jesus. Wait, wait, baby. Weren't they telling him like he couldn't pick the handsome Jesus, so he went with baby yeah. Jesus? Yes. yes. Well, how about what he named his kids? If I want the girls, I would name them Dr. Quinn and Medicine Woman. <laughs> <laughs> and then even 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 uh uh what's his name uh uh, uh Sasha Barrett Cohen, you know oh, he, God. He, he said Willie Willie, what's a quit? Is a Willie Willie Sin Pancake. Yeah, I mean it's so stupid. Break it, break it, Frenchie, break it, just break it. Oh my god, yeah, uh, Talladega Nights is up there. Step Brothers with I'll put my nutsack on your drum set. <laughs> and he actually does it. Good, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh my God. Oh, did you God. put your nutsack on my drum set? He's like. I will give a really quick shout out before you end us end this out, JD. Um, a movie from John C. Riley that does not get talked about enough is. Um, Dewey Cox. Uh, oh yeah. Dewey Cox. When I tell you that movie, Walk hard. Uh, talk about couldn't be, uh, couldn't exist today. When she said, "In my dreams, you're blowing me," and then took the longest pause and came in and said, "Kisses." It's like, all right, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then she ends it with, "That's my favorite thing to do." That movie is hilarious from the jump. John yeah. C. Riley also does deserve some love. That that man he does. Is, yes, he like, does. That's yeah. why I love him and Will Ferrell yeah. together. Sometimes, I even would, though I don't know how yeah. they fucked up that the Holmes and Watson movie, but you know, yeah. I, mean, I was very yeah. disappointed. That unfortunately, that's a shame. Yeah. yeah, they are. They are honestly a golden couple. Yeah, uh, like they, I put them right up there with. I'd take anything Will and Martin wanted to do together. I'd take anything John and, and Will wanted to do together. Um, I like that. So they're definitely a great duo. Um, they might be. I, I'm actually surprised that I didn't think of this until just now. They might be the Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor of uh, like I was modern just times. Yeah. That. 
Yeah. See No Evil, Hear No Evil is one of my favorite movies. Classic. Yes. Um, Just the premise of two guys, one can't see, (laughs) one can't hear. (laughs) To this day, the when Richard Pryor is driving the car. And he looks at Gene Wilder, and Gene Wilder freaks out. Don't look at me. Look at the road. All right, if it makes you feel better. (laughs) That's the funniest fucking scene to me because it's so subtle. That's the key to it, subtlety. May may I use this as the lead-in to my Please, please. I'm so anxious to hear this. never, ever be recreated in its fucking lifetime our lifetime or any other subsequent lifetime because too many motherfuckers will get butt hurt <laughs> to no level. You Written have my attention. By Richard Pryor. Excuse me. Oh. Co-written by Richard Pryor. A this? TV series came out that was not known at all. And even though 12 episodes exist, only three episodes were ever aired and only those three can ever be found starring Lou Gossett Jr. Wait, I don't know. Richard Pryor could not be in the movie because of his dispute with his contract at CBS and his show and not being able to be on it. So they had to find another actor by the name of Cleavon Little to star alongside Gene Wilder and that movie is Blazing Saddles. Wow. Oh, yes. Okay. Blazing Saddle. God, no. Oh, man. That movie, you want to talk about pissing everyone off? <laughs> everyone. Hey, let me tell you, communities that had never even existed in the mainstream were pissed off in today's era. Were pissed off back then before they even knew what to be fucking pissed off at. Okay. <laughs> um, Mel Brooks definitely the king of comedy when oh, yeah. it came to also breaking the fourth wall and bringing mm-hmm. people in on the joke. Um, Cleavon Little held his own as the ultimate straight man mm. in that flick. Even to the point at the end of the flick, when he's riding off into the sunset, you see what happens after the sunset and it's the limousine waiting to pick up the actor so he could take him back to the fucking trailer which is on set. All right. Um, I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this part, but when Gene Wilder and Cleavon Little um, go to sign up for the bad guys that are going to break up this town, they dress up as the Ku Klux Klan. And when Cleavon Little goes to sign his name on the roster, they start to freak out because they see he's a black guy and then Gene Wilder flips his hand, rubs a little spit on it and says look it's coming off. That is not something that can be done today (laughs) and to know that was written by Richard Pryor it's just like are you kidding me dude? It's like the levels of comedy that happened in this flick um, uh, when when they break the set and they start going through the studio fight. Mm, yeah. That is the biggest pie fight, food fight, 
in the history of any movie. They topped that scene in Animal House, hands down. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome that Richard Pryor wrote something because anyone that knows Richard Pryor knows some of his best work was written by Paul Mooney. So to know that Richard Pryor wrote something himself is is it's real. I I like that. I like to hear that. Anyone that knows comedy knows one of the true godfathers. Ask Dave Chappelle. It's why he was on almost every season of the Chappelle Show. Paul Mooney is one of those godfathers. One of those yeah. unspoken godfathers. Was um, he so? Then was he on the show? Was he attached to to Chappelle Richard show? Pryor's show? No. Was he attached to Richard Pryor's show? Oh no! This is just a stand up. This is just a stand up. Well, see, so that Paul Mooney wrote Richard's stand-ups. He wrote some of Richard's stand-ups. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So when Richard Pryor had the show on CBS, right? He mm-hmm. wanted to get out of the contracts, and it was so, uh, originally supposed to be a skit show, right? And because of all what? the disputes, the second half, the second half of that first that only season, was just pretty much leaning on a lot of Richard Pryor's um, stand-up comedy, right. what they were able to air. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, um, just. Uh, dude, Blazing Saddles can never be topped. Even when they try to tone it down on Channel Eleven, <laughs> it is, it is, it is beyond. Uh, I, I mean, Cleavon Little, you know, destroying everyone's notion of a sheriff being a black <laughs> sheriff walking into a white town, commanding a presence. You know, they didn't know. I mean. Their jaws dropped at every moment, and he holding the gun on himself. <laughs> Don't move, or he gets it. Like holy Dude, shit! And 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 I the just, the insanity of that scene is, you know, when uh when oh my god, Madeline Kahn tried to turn him to the evil side and ends up falling in love with him. You don't need to know what happened. All you need to know is she was serving him. The biggest German sausages she could find for breakfast, <laughs> and Levi was playing it off like, "Yeah." I Mel Brooks that. was the was like the king of like the lead-in shot. Like the next scene, let you know what just happened, but it was yes, it was much more subtle. Happened. I do yeah. want to ask this before we get out of here: Where do you guys put Tropical Thunder? Oh, ah. Tropic Thunder! Um, I haven't seen that in a long time. I know that was probably one of like Tom Cruise's best roles because he was so yeah. insane in that. Yeah, for now, sure, for sure. Well, now, he played Harvey Weinstein. That's yeah, what he did. I mean, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah I did. find that movie being defended a lot lately because of RDJ's role in it. I, and right. people are like, I will say, as the resident black guy here, mm. there was never any offense taken to. to but he was a but smart people like you, but stupid people was, who have either never seen the movie or something. Sure. Just for anyone listening to this, who is probably one of those Twitter trolls that's trying to hop on that, the the whole purpose was to make fun of the right. concept yeah. of someone trying to be a black character who is not black. Yep. Uh, it was it was the trope of making fun of it. It was not meant to be like Robert Downey Jr. is supposed to be like this serious black guy, and they couldn't find any. No, no, no. It was meant to be a joke. It's why everybody's response was, "Well, did you see the movie?" Right, and right. it's also why you get the. And it's a very important scene. It's obviously meant to be funny, and it was. But when he and Brandon T. Jackson are in the the water talking, and he's like, "Why do you keep talking like that? Talking like what?" 
And he's like, all right. So if I say, hello, governor, like that, and then he's like, hey, you make fun of me. And he's like, yeah, that's the point. So it was the idea of making fun of you. Because it came, it came from the scene when they were cooking, right? Yeah. And he was yes, like, yes. you got to throw the, mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> right. By the way. Sounding like that. If you've never watched the, uh, on the, I think the Blu-ray or the DVD or whatever, they have the extras where they're doing like the, the voiceover, whatever, the commentary on the shit, mm-hmm. and it's all of the actors, and they're just like talking the whole time. They talk about the red carpet and all of this, but Robert Downey Jr. is still in character, but as Robert Downey Jr. Right. So do yourself a favor, watch the whole movie again with the commentary. It's it's a whole other adventure of laughter, and that's all I'm going to tell you. It's I fantastic. The for the movies that never existed, were hilarious. Yes. yes, I forgot oh, about those. Yes. They were the best. And, and to just make things a little bit more clear, what Robert Downey Jr. did is not the same thing as casting someone white for a Japanese character in that no. Scarlett Johansson movie. That <laughs> That's the difference. Which That's one? the biggest difference. Uh, Ghost of the no. Shell. Ghost yeah. of the, oh, the Japanese yeah. didn't even care about that. They were like, "Hey, cool." Like they're mad laid back. Like they're just like, "Hey, cool." They're making a movie, but, but that's what I'm saying. That's that's different. That's legit a character that should not be white that you are making white. This was not supposed to be a black <laughs> right. character. That's the difference. So that's why. I mean, I watched it with my dad, and my dad didn't leave that movie going, "How dare they?" Right. He was crying yeah. because it was so damn hilarious. So yeah, it's it's up there. I'll say that. I, I want to add one thing to this that it, it it's a hilarious movie. It's probably incredibly offensive to a lot of people so i don't recommend everybody watch this but all if you three have not seen this please watch the kentucky fried movie this is it's an old movie from 1980 it basically starts out like remember how we were talking about juan with your dad like being at the movies where you'd see uh commercials you would see like a news broadcast you would see other stuff coming attractions Mm -hmm. and then you would see your feature film and then you would see little snippets and stuff afterward that's your entire experience with the kentucky fried movie you're getting previews you're getting a news broadcast you're getting commercials you're getting the whole nine yards in this skit sketch comedy combination of shit and the the main movie which is about 25 minutes is a take on Bruce Lee's Enter the Dragon, which is in and of itself hilarious. But wow. the entire thing is just out of this world, outrageously offensive and funny. From wow. the joy of sex, which I, I won't even spoil that for you, but you can definitely look that one up. You can look them all up online, but please, please, if you like Airplane and that style of comedy, you will definitely appreciate Kentucky Fried Movie. I'll put it on my list, and I will say to end us out, guys, if that movie makes the list, Pete, Undercover Brother makes the list. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, show. They put meaning. When I tell you I did not eat mayo <laughs> years. And Undercover Brother, uh, very quick story, and we're getting out of here. Undercover Brother is why I never ate the Popeye sandwich. I that swear to God, funny. I thought the great the craze of the Popeye sandwich, I thought was Undercover Brother coming to life. (laughs) Black people were killing each other over a chicken sandwich. I said, oh my God, 
undercover brother said this would happen. I stayed away. I still to this day have not eaten it. Because I'm like, they were trying to kill us with that guy. All right. While you said that, if you want to add to it, tell me you guys saw the miniseries Hunters on Amazon. Yes, I did. I really I liked it too. So you know the odd man out. I'll go find it. With the chicken sandwich. Yeah. Oh. And the blackout and the uh um oh my god, what are oh my god. Um corn syrup. Yes, yes, and yes, and anyone that knows anyone black. I up there. I think we all do. I think I know one at least. Well, maybe. You never know. They didn't paint it with the comedy that Undercover Brother did, but that impact is being felt today. Yep. When I tell you guys, I stayed away from I stayed away from Mayo. I looked in watches that could squirt out hot sauce. That whole thing was it was my life for the longest. My dad actually. Um, and one of his one of his older places had a large ass undercover brother poster, and I swear we'd watch that shit on. on I'm Raven. with it, dude. So the fight good. scene with the two women. Yes, mm. in the shower. Uh, Cameron yeah. Diaz and I can't remember the other. The other no, one. not Cameron Diaz. No, not Cameron was, Diaz. I'm sorry. Uh, Carmen was it Carmen Electric? No, no, it was Charlie Sheen's <laughs> wife. What's your name? Denise Richards. Denise Richards. Denise, Denise Richards. Richards. And funny enough, the lady who played the mom in uh, Lovecraft Country. Yes, 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 that was her. That was yes. her. Yes, yes. yes. Um, now again, that's another movie that might offend a certain kind of people, but I tell you, if it doesn't matter to you, oh, dude, come on, angry brother, smart brother, yeah, undercover brother. Yes. They, they, they played at the tropes, but it was like it was so over the top in your face, you understood and, where the reference came from. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. Bringing in Neil Patrick Harris was a stroke of genius. Yeah, and he went mm-hmm. crazy at the end and murdered that guy. Hilarious! And then Billy mm-hmm. D. Williams being the guy that influenced the salesman that chicken. Yeah, yeah, genius, stroke of genius. And I'm glad mm-hmm. they never tried to redo it, bring it back. That is a classic that should stay. Well, it was a web series. Up. You know that, right? It was what? I it no was idea. a web series. I didn't know that. No, I didn't know. Yeah. That. Uh, the chunky dude that he played one of the the villains in the Ninja Turtle, Michael Bay flick. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Um, he was it was his web series. Oh no, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, so remember how Flash animation uh, uh, was like the early type of online anime? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do remember that. <laughs> so Undercover Brother came from that. He did I a few see. episodes. I don't know how many he did, but yeah, he did the voice of it also. That is hilarious. So yeah, <laughs> Undercover Brother. If you have not seen it, very old movie, but go check it out. Oh, awesome! Um, I love oh, it. It is so good, and, and Eddie Griffin is also slept on. Eddie Griffin's awesome, man. True. Very, very, very much. But um, this was a great episode, guys. Yes. Uh, huge shout out to Pete, JD, Joel. Uh, please, guys, make sure you are liking, subscribing, and commenting. Le- leave us comments down below. Your thoughts on Jeffrey Dean. Uh, wanting to be Lobo, your thoughts mm-hmm. on Let There Be Carnage trailer, your favorite cop movies, your most underrated movie, and what's your favorite comedy? If, if you disagree with anything we said here, which we said a lot, let us mm-hmm. know in the comments. Share your thoughts. Please, yeah. please, please. We would love to argue with you. Joel. Yes. Joel. I'm going to come to your house and see if you can say it to my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna try, we gotta say it to our face. 
Um, but no, thank you guys very much. Um, again, we will be breaking down Bad Batch this week. Uh, so stay tuned for that episode three of Bad. Didn't Batch. like it. You uh, told me, and, oh. and I told you, JD, you got to stick with it. Just stick with it. Just stick I didn't like it. episode two, kid. I'll, I'll give it another episode, but I didn't like it. Uh, I don't even know what to say to you right now. Not um, much <laughs> I don't know what to say to you, man. Um, oh, really quickly, Joel. Joel, did you recognize who that Jedi was at the beginning of episode one? Of course I did. Swear to God, I didn't until AJ told me. Word? I remember I read I read the comic. I mean I read a comic, so I remember his name being Caleb. But even though it was pretty obvious. And you know what's crazy? I'm watching and I'm like, God damn, this sounds like Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and AJ's like, Oh yeah, because it is. And I'm like, Oh, uh, right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, but yes, please make sure you guys check out uh Bad Batch. Um and also make sure you guys check out an all-new episode for me and Joel of Much Ado About Nothing. Uh, the the feel of the city is back with the Knicks being good again. So make sure you check out, check that out, and hear our thoughts. Uh, Pete, let's go next. Fuck that. Be disrespectful. Uh, (laughs) Pete, let's go next, baby. I actually have a interview coming up with an author for a book that will benefit New York's Chinatown. Uh, so we can look forward to that within the next couple of weeks. I have a Kickstarter up right now, and I will have more information on that next week as I look further into the case. I'm literally just setting this interview up and everything, so it'll be set up for this week. And then by the time I'm done editing it, it'll be up uh, within a week or so after that. And I mean, I'm up for anything pretty much that benefits New York City. And I mean, I was down in Chinatown almost every day when I was in high school. So that... It's something cool. Like that this was set up through a fan of the basement that put me in touch with this guy. So I'm really looking forward to doing this interview. And of course, I do have the Falcon unboxing. Uh, I just got a another new Transformers toy. So I, I I've got a few things on the roster. I just really need to clean off my round table here because I've been eBaying so much stuff that my basement is more of a mess than it's ever been. In an effort to clean, I have made more of a mess. Has anybody it, ever gone through this problem? Yes. It always yes. happens. To clean, mm-hmm. you have to get a little messy. It, it, I feel it, like it's the chaos before the order, but damn it. No, absolutely I'm right. stuck in the middle of it. Always is. Always so where you're like, man, I'm going to clean up today. And then you blink and you're like, why is everything everywhere? I've made, right. I've made matters worse. I've made <laughs> things worse. Yeah, because you start playing with stuff. Besides that, I mean, I'm always playing with besides stuff. That. Yeah, besides that. Um, JD, what we got cooking with you, my brother? I cannot say yet. Uh, I do have things coming up. You know, we're celebrating the 13th anniversary of Unstoppable Comics at the end of the month. So I will be able to make at least one of the three announcements that I have coming up. Nice. Yeah, I better be the I better be the first person to hear it, uh, JD. I better, yeah, yeah. I better. I'm be. announcing it here, guys. All right, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. That's what I'm All talking right. about. Um, also, just to leave you guys with this, make sure you are tuning into Netflix this Thursday, the last and final season of Castlevania. Yes, oh, Thursday. Yes. yes. Make I'm sure you guys like stay it. tuned for that. Um, but outside of that, guys, that is all we have for you. Uh, make sure you guys, again, like, subscribe, comment, give us your thoughts. But till next time.
Peace. Later, everybody. Peace. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Mm -hmm.